Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beer Dad and Brew podcast, brought to you by the Craft Lounge, Beaumont, California, just north of the 10 Freeway, the greatest craft beer bottle shop in all the land. Jimmy, what's up? We wish you were with us right now. Yeah. And shout out to Johnny Deadly Trio with our theme music. You guys are the best. Keep rocking. And uh, we are the Beer Dad and Brew Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Allen, the Beer Dad. And we are here with my co-host, Mr. Tons and Kettles Home Brewing, Brandon Gray. Brandon, we are on the road. Where the hell are we? We are, uh, we're, we're the land of the thong. The land of the thong. Yeah, land of the thong, the thong, thong, thong. Let me see. So, <laughs> if you're not familiar with thongs, they're, they're just a very small piece of fabric that goes in between the butt cheeks. Well, it depends on who you're talking to because so, if you talk to an uh, uh, elderly crowd, they're going to think flip-flop, right? Yeah, these are the butt ones, not the foot <laughs> okay. ones. Okay, well, we have both here. There yeah, you go. <laughs> there's a lot of that. Uh, so, anyway, we're in uh, Miami, Florida. Holy shit. What? How the heck did we, Oh, I know how we got here. We flew. We took our chances. We said our prayers, and we flew Spirit Airlines. With absolutely Shout out no to Spirit sleep. Airlines. <laughs> Look at Marco. like, oh, my God. You guys yeah, are here. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, red eye on Spirit Airlines out of LAX. Only delayed an hour, so not too bad. Hey, and literally red it was eye. actually a smooth flight. We didn't have any problems. Yeah, red eyes. Justin actually got red eyes just walking through the terminal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, the, you're not joking because when we got in, uh, the puff of marijuana smoke uh, there in the terminal, I was like, "All right." I, I felt like, "What was that movie with the uh, with the airplane? Was it Soul Plane with Snoop oh, Dogg?" Yeah. yeah, I was like, "Yeah, that's what we're flying on. It's great." <laughs> uh, but yeah, Spirit <laughs> Airlines, thanks for getting us to Miami, Florida, safe and sound. Uh, yeah, but we, yeah. <laughs> we made it in one piece. We got yeah. a sweet blue Ford Fusion out there that we're nice cruising around, dude. Is that you guys? Yeah, that's dude. us. Yeah. Nice. Baller. Yeah, Hertz dude. rent a car. Thanks for the hookup. Thanks for that. Um, we're running on zero sleep. Yes. Uh, and uh, well, and now we're running on fantastic. We rested our eyes a couple times, but there were some crying kids on the plane that didn't help us sleep. But, mm. right. yeah, it is what it is. But here we are. No, we woke up as soon as the sun came out. We're like, oh, we're That's good. Right. Uh, but we are here in Miami, Florida, and more specifically, we are here hanging out at Unseen Creatures. Yes, welcome. And we are sitting mm-hmm. here with Marco. Marco, thank you for having us. Of course, thanks yes. for being here. Thank you. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that this place is awesome because um, for several reasons, like it's it's kind of a industrial area, but like we're surrounded by water. Uh, we noticed uh, earlier Brandon was trying to catch a gator. Uh, <laughs> I was unsuccessful. <laughs> he he was, um, but yeah, this is a cool little cool little spot. Um, I love the mural in here. Like right when you walk in, you see that big old mural. That's that's dope. Um, but several things here are really neat. So, um, how long have you guys been here? So, um, actually, been here, open doors, allowing people to come in since uh, December of 2019, right before the world fell. Okay. So it's been a, it's been a little bit of a. <laughs> it was like perfect timing to open a brewery, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we went from like packed, can't walk through the brewery, to crickets in overnight in a matter yeah. of a couple months. Um, so, but you know, things are moving, things are coming back. It's exciting. Uh, feels like there's like a new breath. Yeah. Uh, Literally, because the masks are off now, so people it. are breathing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's been, you know, I, I don't want to belabor the point of COVID and everything. No, all not, kind of other realities, not But um, it's been, it's, uh, as, you know, as, as hellish as it was to deal with it as such a young company, um, it's like sort of 
sort of like if we can make it through that. Uh, make it through just about anything, right? Through any, and yeah. we, learned, we learned a hell of a lot about a lot of things we never thought we'd have to learn about, so it's good. I've heard uh, from a lot of brewers that, um, like yourself, opened either just before the pandemic or even during yeah. the pandemic, Yeah. Um, how to quickly reset your business plan yeah. very fast. Yeah. Um, but it, it's really cool to see breweries like yourself that have, have been successful through the pandemic um, and grown even more than they thought they would. Yeah. Um, and one thing I can say is, you know, not having this is the first time actually coming here to enjoy myself. I mentioned earlier I've, I've been to Miami, but just for business. Uh, this time is technically business, but more for fun. Yeah. Uh, so we actually get to do stuff in Miami. Um, but the Miami beer scene has been popping as of late. Yeah. So um, have they? Obviously, all the other breweries been very supportive um, and kind of taking you in since you opened. Yeah, I mean the scene here is pretty young to begin with. Yeah. I mean our. F- first like real craft brewery it uh, opened i mean what is it i don't know the covid warped my time but it's been within the last 10 years yeah um but yeah i mean we so i mean the answer to that is short absolutely um we just celebrated our second year and we did a a stout in collaboration with all the other breweries to say thank you nice um and we you know the community here is pretty tight-knit i mean we help each other out a lot that's awesome so um, and the, I mean, before we opened to our, we spent a lot of time, energy, and doing a lot of collaboration beers around the country too. Yeah. So I think fortunately we had a little bit of a name, brand already before we would open the doors, and a little bit of recognition um, around that, and that's and, and so in doing that, you know, we became even closer with the breweries in town because yeah. we were sort of. I don't want to say gypsy brew because it wasn't beers with our names on them, but our beer, our name was on other beers. So we yeah. were always, I don't know. We, it, it allowed us opportunity to become close with people and sort of go through and understand beer stuff before even opening a lot, which is helpful. But everybody here, I mean, we've got a brewery down the street uh, in Lincoln's Beard. And when we opened, everyone was like, well, what's going to happen now? Is there going to be this thing? And, uh, like the, uh, the owner is one of my best friends. Our kids right. trick or treat together. And, and it, what people don't know is like he was sitting in my living room before we opened going over my business plan and helping me understand like what I need to do with the county. And yeah. So the, yeah, the community here by far, by, by large is, it's just it's yeah, a, I, a good group of guys. I love to hear that. Cause, Absolutely. Cause the more support, you know, the more your, uh, you know, community and, uh, the you know, brewing community specifically yeah. is going to you know flourish and yeah. more people are going to want to, you know, be involved in that, which is... You guys are here for Miami Beer Week. Exactly. No, seriously. So, perfect I've, timing, right? I've been trying to come out here for a long time, ever since I've been, you know, hearing about, you know, a lot of the breweries popping up, getting beers, you know, sent to me and just like mm-hmm. checking out. It's very uh, exciting and it's very vibrant yeah. uh, beer scene. It's super fucking I've, awesome that we're here. Absolutely. Yeah. And one thing that um, a lot of people think like, you know, all rival breweries, because that's like the old school <laughs> mentality. But I think nowadays it's like people are realizing like, we feed off of each other because, I mean, look, like Lincoln's Beard's within walking distance. So yeah. you can have someone come down here, chill, have some beers, and then walk yeah. over there, chill, yeah. have some beers. Yeah. Right, instead right. of just staying at one place. And that's what, like, myself, you know, uh, whenever I go down to San Diego where you have 387 options, yep. um, you don't want to just go to one place. You want to hop around and, and see all the different yeah, breweries. Sure. And, Denver. And, yeah, oh, Denver, man. same thing. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah, I know we just got back from Denver not too long ago, man. It, that scene is... Uh, it's incredible. It's, it too. is unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, there's plenty of room. I mean, if you look at Miami, we've got less than 20 breweries in the entire wow. city, I think. But a lot of them have, have 
have uh, reputable names. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's, and it's getting better. Yeah, yeah, and it's getting better every year, and people are finding out that people are at breweries down here doing cool stuff, and it's not. Yeah, it's just that we're young, and yeah. so like what's cool about it is, um, you know, I I think if you talk to a lot of the brewers down here, and I'll just speak for myself, but there's a, I think we at least I have a sense of sort of a, I don't know if responsibility is the right word, but sort of I just I understand that like we're on the forefront of what Miami beer will be in the future. Yeah, see, like the integrity to uphold that integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we're we're setting the blueprint for the rest. I mean, one day when San Diego, when Miami is anything near San Diego, right? You're part of that original twenty. Yeah, yeah. And and there's yeah. See, but to me, it's better to have twenty breweries that are solid than have three hundred and twenty-five. And out of those three twenty-five, you know, I'm not saying that those breweries aren't solid. I'm just saying that. You know, being unique, being hungry, being sure. innovative, you know, sure. things like that is, I think, more important than the numbers. I agree with that. And that, I think that's why, and I think a lot of people sure. down here agree with that too, and which is why everybody's so willing to help everybody. You know, hey, I, I need a bag of grain, and you can go down to this, you know, drive up the highway, and somebody nice. will give you a bag yeah. of grain. Like, you know, our first batch, we, we brew a Kolsch that's become pretty popular, but our first batch of it, <laughs> we had just opened, I'm like, all right, let's go, let's brew it. And then we realized, Nobody ordered the yeast. For this oh, no. So there's another brewery in town that brews a Kolsch as part of their core. And we called them and they're like, yeah, just bring us, you know, a six dole and we'll fill it f- with yeast for you. And Nice. So and you it just it? happened yeah. to be the yeast that we needed. And Perfect. It, you know, Dude, that's there so we go. Rad. I've had to do that before. Like, I've, I've uh, like, assistant brewed at, like, a brewery in Temecula. And so being there, it's funny because we are like, Oh shit! Like, don't have all the grain that we thought we needed, so we literally have to go down to the homebrew store yep. and then, like, you know, yeah. mash it in. Yeah. Like, shit! Like, yeah. get it, get it here. Like, yeah. have to like mash in. They're like, okay, sweet. Like, save it again. It. Or go to another brewery down That's the street. It. Yeah, and That's it's. It. I mean, we've it's a beautiful we've thing. given people like, hey, do you have this hop? No, oh, we've only got one box left, and we need it in a couple of weeks. Hey, can, when are you guys ordering? Yeah, can you can you promise us you'll order and get us back? Yeah, yeah, in time. Yeah, and so we'll just come pick up the box that's I mean, perfect it's, we, we're always trying to help each other and look out for each other awesome um so let me ask you this the traditional beer podcast question what <laughs> dun, got dun, dun, what dun. got you into brewing what made you want to open a brewery every every time i hear that question i think about uh <laughs> mitch hedberg <laughs> you yeah, know dude. you know mitch oh, so like oh, yeah. he talks about the, that one joke about the uh I, I love interviews when they ask you where do you see yourself in five years right and i answer Celebrating the five-year anniversary of you asking me that question. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. So I got into beer. I was really into wine. Okay. Uh, and then, um, um, like, I read everything I could read on wine. I watched every video I could find on, like, start to finish, like, growing and cultivating and just the culture around it. And then I started getting introduced to like farmhouse beer no surprise if you actually come to the tasting room and see there's a bunch of barrels in the back oh, too yeah. but, um, we'll be taking lots of pictures of those <laughs> yeah, and, you'll, and you'll be drinking a bunch of them yeah, we'll, yeah. and we'll get into actually we'll get into one soon nice so excited um, but uh, started getting into a bunch of like European beer and yeah. farmhouse beer from Europe and lagers from Germany and the Czech Republic and all these things and then as I started looking around for information on them because I was sort of start I'm very obsessive over things when I yeah. start getting into them I didn't find anything at that time that was like visually attractive right. to learn about it or like went beyond sort of like the standard stats you see, you know? So then I decided I was going to start my own blog 
and create it. Yeah. And Go ahead. Shout it out. Shout out the blog. <laughs> I don't even do it anymore because it really doesn't matter. <laughs> but it, it was called Craft Commander. Um, uh, and I might bring it back a little bit. I've had this you idea should. of doing a, a, a little thing called Between Two Fooders. Oh, nice. And then when brewers come in to brew, we sit down and I just like shit all over everything. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I so, like that idea. Is that why you have the... Yeah, I mean, ferns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, between uh, two ferns. I love between it. two fooders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, you know, that sort of led me to start brewing myself. And then, as I was meeting people for these interviews, you know, we had Jean from Canty on answering questions, and um, like people, like super inspiring people, as yeah. part of the thing. And um, I started sharing beer with some of them and learning from them, and then I started realizing I had a like a, like a lot of friends in the industry that I was home brewing is like, how do I troubleshoot this? And I could call like a professional brewer. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, one thing led to another and people started saying, Hey, these things are actually pretty good. You might want to consider like opening a brewery. And then, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I listened to their advice. <laughs> when COVID hit, I said, right? when COVID hit, I was like, Oh, <laughs> but now I'm like, all right, oh, great. Maybe yeah. I should have waited to yeah, answer that question. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just got Worked led out. down the rabbit hole. And I fell in love with, you know, well, after the European stuff, I started realizing that, uh, you know, well, I became obsessed with Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and trying to recreate that. Yeah. And um, and then one of the beers that's in front of us spawned from that, even though it looks and tastes nothing like it. We'll get into that, I guess. But I just started going down this craft beer, like what? crazy things people can do with this liquid and uh it's amazing yeah became obsessed i mean literally millions of possibilities de- depending on I me mean, i you definitely can, feel different that. hot profiles different uh endless uh, uh grain bills like Water. it's just so much that you can right. do barrel age non-barrel age i mean look at the wild stuff you're doing here i mean just right uh, i love that aspect like literally someone could tell me like oh yeah it's like a, you know uh aura with uh, just like uh, calcium chloride what do you want to do with it oh yeah like do like a late edition late edition IPA but like lager it and there's always like something something that can yeah you can do anything, anything. it's endless we, we get asked all the time to participate in like competitions and stuff and I, I've never submitted our beer I think we're going to start we're going to do one okay uh, because somebody told us to submit artifact as a uh, wood beer um, but I just none of you know from the beginning of brewing other than you know, trying to recreate Sierra Nevada Pale Ales, I don't want to contradict myself, but um, never really went by guidelines. Never right. thought guidelines ever should matter. It was more just like, what are people going to perceive? Yeah, and that's a whole lot of. I mean, perception is visual, mouthfeel, taste. I mean, it could be a ton of smell, and none of that stuff can line up with the traditional, you know, rule book or mm-hmm. or style guideline. And I never gave a shit. It's like, it, what does it matter if it? Well, it's just like saying, you know, Dude, uh, I feel that I one time totally. judging a, a a competition and in the best to show, it's like it sucks because you have to pick, you know, if you're following guidelines, you have to pick per style. But it's like sometimes someone would, would make something that's supposed to be in a certain category, but it's an amazing beer. It doesn't fit that style, but amazing beer because, you know, something magical happened in the brewing yeah. process. And, yeah. And there it is, and it's like, who cares about? Yeah, you mean who cares about the competition? It's fun yeah. to win competition sometimes, but yeah. Um, and that's what I think what's cool about your brewery is uh, the creativeness behind it all. Um, you know, 
Heard nothing but great things from Jeremiah. We'll shout him out. Kings Brewing, Ranch yeah. Cucamonga, California. Man, the myth, the legend. That's our. That's my boy right there. So uh, Jeremiah, thanks for uh, hooking us up with Marco and uh, uh, doing what you do. He is one of the best people in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like you said earlier, like he would give the shirt off his back if yep. he needed it, and and that is a hundred percent. Yeah, truly a genuine person. And uh, Jeremiah, we thank you for everything you've done for us, the Beard Out and Brew Podcast, as well as. Uh, through the industry um that's why i love like he goes and helps brand new breweries and and just like you said that picture he he posted on throwback thursday was when you had nothing here you were just starting to build we were, tre- we were starting to trench it yeah the, the building and there was no windows in like this was all just a gray box still and uh yeah and he that's showed awesome. up like he's he's the man i mean yeah. it's, and he's he just puts his money where his mouth is you know absolutely it's rare these days good dude uh, if you guys, obviously, you well, listeners of the show know because our number one most downloaded podcast, King's Brewing episode. Hey, who knows? Maybe Marco, you beat him. You guys have a little ongoing competition. There's here, no but. chance. He's so much cooler than me. <laughs> He's so much cooler than me. There's no chance. It's the it's the the braided beard. <laughs> yeah, everybody's so uh, much cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, There's nothing he can't do. He's he's got like fifty businesses. It's right. You know, it's just a man. Just celebrated his six-year anniversary. Yeah. I was I stopped by. Usually, uh, usually when I go there, we're doing podcast stuff or, you know, promoting stuff. But I went there just with my. I brought my family, the kids, cool. just because it's more. Like I told him, I was like, I'm bring my family. It's more a family yeah. time, you know. And uh, well, that's what I love about him too. It. And I love your podcast name. I mean, being a dad is a re- and a husband is really important to me and really uh, influences a lot of how I interact with anything we do. Whether it's yeah, this product or anything else. And he's just like a good family guy too. Oh yeah, and everything's Huge. family with him. You can tell, you know. It's just, I, don't know, I love that guy. Yeah. Um, how many kids do you have? Two, six-year-old boy and a three-year-old girl. Oh, they uh, learned the brewing process My yet? My son loves being here. Oh, awesome. He's awesome! He's always begging to come in and help, like label cans or whatever. Perfect. He sweeps the floor like he just gets the. Yeah. On our opening days, he swept the entire walkway. <laughs> just. You know, he was like three, and he's like, "I want to help." So he came in in, in a little unseen creatures T-shirt and just like oh, cleaned man. while I was organizing stuff. That's, That's so awesome. Cool, man. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna be a sellerman in no time. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> he's awesome. He's got an incredible, uh, like ability to pick out aromas. Really, dude. That's awesome. So anytime I'm drinking anything, it's wine or bourbon, scotch, beer, whatever. I'll like, okay, come here. Uh, especially if it's our beers, I'm trying to think of like what I'm smelling. And I'll let him smell it, and he'll awesome. start popping off these these aromas, and you're like, Jesus, Shit. that is there. Well, dude, because he's got a new nose. You know, our, our noses are you know, sniffers yeah. have been around. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. there's Chinook in that. I expect to smell, uh, you know, sure, yeah. pine or wood or whatever, whatever dirt or yep. whatever. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love to hear it. I love to see. That's so cool. Um, the kids in the breweries. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Devin Sanchez, that owns Desert Beer Company. Um, he's got his his littles. Oh, well, he's got the brand new littles, so uh, he hasn't quite. Uh, Axel hasn't quite gotten the, the the chance to brew, but he's been in a lot of photos. Yeah. Um, but uh, his daughter, man, she's such a cute little girl, and she's already, she's already been mashing in and That's everything. Awesome. Like, yeah, she's she's all in. So this uh, industry Lennox. is by far and away. I mean, you, you see all the memes and the people saying, "Oh, kids should be in tasting." All this. This industry is sort of built on a generation of people that yeah. are either parents or going to be parents in the next five to ten years right likely statistically speaking yeah and it's like you know we're not 
it, there's a big difference. I think it's, I think it, I don't know. I'm going to go on a soapbox a little bit. I think the past generation saw beer as like, oh, these are people who are just go- going out and getting hammered or whatever. And you know what? Most of the times that I'm drinking, my staff laughs at me because I'll drink like a sip or two yeah. and I'm done with it. Or yeah. I'll come in and I'll be like, I want one glass of one. Th- like I, right. you know, I'll, there's obviously days I do more than a glass. <laughs> but the point of the matter is it's like this is, is not an industry built on just like getting ham. Right. going ham every single time you're drinking right it's no. enjoying it it's appreciating it it's brewing your own stuff because you're inspired by another brewery it's yes and it's it's a whole other world so like i i always i always hate what these, like those memes are funny but like i at the same time i'm like ugh, you know right yeah. it's, it's it's uh yeah multi-dimensional yeah but yeah you know you're not going to always wear the same thing every day right so it's like you know every day you know you can you wear something a little wilder, you know what I mean? That could be like your, you know, your party on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then sometimes you wear a suit and you just want it. a little sip. Honestly, it. part of what got me um, like really into craft brewing, uh, other than the peanut butter milk stout from Belching Beaver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you say that. Yeah, right. Uh, but was the fact that, and it was an easy sell to the wife. Like, we could go and bring it. the littles yeah. and... and you know, we could play board games yeah. and we can relax. And we used to sell Pokemon cards for them here. Oh man, that's perfect. Yeah, you know, so. but yeah, it's uh, it, it's one of those things where it's a it's a family environment. Yeah. It's not a way different than a bar, right? Because we go to bars and have uh, let loose sometimes, but bars are different. It's different. It's yeah, this different is this is more of a um, yeah more of a uh, family friendly kind of environment. Bars are like dark and they play journey and like disturbed <laughs> yeah. and things like that well, i'll tell you like before and it's starting to come back in those three four months before covid we'd be slammed during the day with families here there'd be strollers everywhere kids running around and four five six they'd start phasing out and then yeah. it became more of a bar vibe and yeah. i was like it was like that just happened naturally yeah and i loved it and i love that i'm starting to see strollers come back in people feeling more comfortable to come back out with their right. kids and you're seeing kids on saturdays and sundays running around and to me, that that's that's just like a healthy sort of like thing. Parents need a little bit of time to like let go a little bit instead Unwindable of you know, absolutely. Sure. And uh, and it's a way to do it and still have like your family around. Sure. But it's in a, I don't know. I've never understood Controlled the problem with environment. it. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. know. I don't, as, we're probably spending way too much time with me complaining about anti-kids. <laughs> no, I like it. No, it's all, it's all good. And, and everyone's got their That's own good. opinion on it. But like I said, it was one of my things that drew me in was yeah. obviously I have kids. And um, it was something where, you know, because like yourself, I, I don't really, unless it's for a party or a special event or something, I don't ever drink ex- in excess. What I yeah. love to do is go to a brewery and I'll start with a flight yeah. to taste a little bit of everything. Yeah. And then find the one that I like, and I might have one pint and just relax and I'm a pint guy. Yeah. I'm a pint guy. Yeah. Like, I can't do shares. I like to taste stuff, but, like, I'm not the guy that hunts down a share. I've always been the guy that's like, I really like that beer. Yeah. And I want to sit down. And enjoy it. That's what I do as soon as I find the one. Yeah. uh, Although, sometimes I get myself into trouble because I'll go to a brewery where I'm like, this is a tough decision. Yeah. And so far today, it's a tough decision. <laughs> We're going to make those decisions for you. That's the point. Because, um, yeah, you know, sometimes you run across a brewery where I, I always thought I treat, when I get do the flights at a new brewery, I treat it like I used to when I was a kid when I'd buy a CD. Uh-huh. If there was more than three songs on that CD, I'd buy it. So that, it, what is that, like tasting it, notes? If, You're like, if, really it, like if it was the one-hit wonder, I would never buy that album. Because I'm not no, buying I, a whole album for one song. So I'm an album guy, too. Yeah. 
Me there too. All the way through. Uh, we're music guys. Yeah. I try. Yes, definitely. Like big music guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like, uh, I don't know if you like classic rock, but like Boston, for mm, example, love Boston. the Boston record, the first Boston album that is like cover to cover. A perfect beer. Yeah. yeah. Cover to cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I love I love that record. Me too. I'm a big jazz guy though, so it's oh, like sweet. Yeah, I'm uh, and I and I and I listen to music at home primarily on vinyl, so it's uh I'm a I'm an album guy because I don't want to I I yeah. I'm not like I'm not going to go up and drop a needle on track 2. I'm putting it on the beginning. I agree. I'm enjoying the piece of art I'm listening to. And so, I'm flipping it over. I'm enjoying the piece of art and I'm drinking a pint. Right. While I do that. I'm so very, you're a, you're exciting. a vinyl guy. Yeah. Are you doing vinyl nights here yet? We we have done them. We've yeah. done collaborations with uh, record labels uh-huh. and released records. Um, with like we've got one for sale now. Uh, I saw that. This band Expo Seventy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's, it's sort of a band, but it, it's he's incredibly inspiring, awesome. And I was talking to Tim from Burial. Uh, he's one of my just become one of my best friends and we're always talking about music i was texting with him today because king gizzard and the lizard wizard oh, released a new album last nice. night and yeah. uh yeah i've listened to it twice already today so i mean like uh but we were like we want to do a music beer who do we want to do it with and we thought off the top of our head and we both like just sort of said this kikagaku moyo and expo 70 and we just like let's just reach out to expo 70 and see what he says because yeah. we were like we were, we were both, shoot like, your shot yeah, yeah dude responded immediately he's like let's do it awesome so we're like oh god i can't believe like the first guy we thought of emailing yeah was ready to go cool. and, and so I'll, I'll show you guys the record it's really cool like our names are on it and the That's logos cool. are on it it's just really kind of cool for being like a music geek to have yeah. um music's a huge part of everything we do here and a lot of the and we can talk about it when we start talking about the beer but a lot of the concepts of the brewery and the and the vision going into making beers and the brand are really heavily inspired by a couple of different jazz musicians. Okay. Um, I mean, you're looking at me like you want to know who. So oh, yeah. I'll just, we'll just, no, we'll dude, just get I, keep into going. No, I, keep I going. want this conversation to go on forever. Honestly, right. this is what I like to talk we, about. We like music and beer, so yeah, this definitely. works for cool. us. <laughs> so we'll go into it now then. So there's, I like a lot of obscure jazz, but the my favorite musician of all time is Miles Davis. Oh yeah, nice. um, one of the greatest. Just Coltrane. artist. Period. Well, Coltrane's got my favorite piece of art of all and, time, and, and I love Supreme. Well, they you know collab a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. So and, and so both of those guys. There's a couple things listening to their music that sort of um, inspired a lot of what went into this place, and one of them. So Miles Davis, if you notice, if you listen to Miles Davis and you listen to a lot of other trumpet players, everybody was always trying to show off how fast it could play or how uh, all the little technical. tricks, yeah, all little yeah. technical tricks it could do. And Miles is always like, I don't need to do any of that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, that thud was artifact, so we're going to get into it. Um, nice. Um, I don't need to do any of that. It's all about the total package. And if, yeah. if that means I'm not playing a note for five, five measures, I'm not playing a note. Right. And and it was just it created this like really cohesive, balanced like beauty, uh, and that went through his entire career. And it was different styles of music, and he was always on the forefront of things. But he favored the total project over showing off, like letting the band be the band and serve the song rather than yeah, yeah r- rather than yes. everybody just going yeah. all balls to the wall. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, you know I can play. I'm Miles Davis. Right. <laughs> but, but I'm going to show you how amazing this record is. He's a visionary be. and he's able to uh, you know, uh, show emotion and show uh, life 
Yeah, through, it doesn't require music. Right? Does it require notes every three right. seconds? And I felt that way about so. I, the 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 term that I developed out of that, or the phrase I developed out of it, let the silence matter. And I think that that's why you'll see on our menu, there's a lot of beers that are just pretty much straightforward beers because we're just trying to, we're trying to, I don't, I never want to feel pressured to just add things just to add them. Right. So when we add things, they're purposeful. Yeah. And that's Miles Davis. Right. The, the Coltrane angle is, a lot of people know Coltrane for his early stuff, which is very, you know, boppy jazz and yeah. happy-go-lucky. And he used to fill the room and people wait in line to get tickets to his shows and he could sell out everything and then over time he got a little more eccentric which is what we should say and then he got to the point where he was all over the place yeah and um people were leaving halfway through the show and he didn't give a shit he kept playing that was my some of my favorite stuff yeah me too i love it experimental yes he's fostered the free jazz spiritual jazz thing and made it something everybody else wanted to do and so even though he's got crowds leaving halfway through his shows, he is continuing to do it. And um, so that that was another lesson for me, too. And, like, this is the best saxophone player, arguably, of all time. Right. And he has people leaving his show. He could easily go back to doing what he knows is going to keep people in the seats, or he could keep doing what he thinks is pushing the boundary and doing what he thinks should be done. And guess what? The test of time was people hunt those records down now and pay several hundred dollars oh. for original pressings of them because that market's insane. Like people, Oh yeah. The, oh, I vintage mean, jazz, jazz records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude. Sure. Yeah. I, I scored a, like a, like at a garage. So I scored a first pressing of Coltrane's blue train for really? 30 bucks. Oh wow. It's a $2,000 record. Wow. They probably, they had, probably had no clue, huh? No, yeah. I don't think so. That's, that's usually how it goes Got him. most I'm garage. No, I, I'm just playing. Yeah. You know, it's that's how, you know, if I, I, was, I was like, oh, my God. It's like old records. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, whatever you want. You know, and there's times where I've gone into plays and, oh, we want whatever for that. And I'll just buy a box sight unseen because they say there's cool stuff in it and I yeah. get shredded. So I'm, it goes both. It's it's the way the record thing works. You go to a store and they bought the same record for 30 and are charging you 2000 Yeah. I, I, I love how uh, vinyl, you know, most recently came back because – my my oldest, my my teenager, um, we got her a, a record player for Christmas two years ago, and that's all we buy her now is is vinyl records. Yeah. And it's just cool to hear her like sometimes go in her room and just put that record on and, and, and rock out in there, and you're just like, yeah, that's so that's cool, so, you yeah, know. Man. What I love about raise it is, them right. What I love about it is, I think as we've been talking, I think we all sort of appreciate the same thing. But I love about vinyl, vinyl and music that was made back in the day to be played on vinyl yeah it was less about the single and more about the entire album yeah. because they knew people were going to be putting it on at a party or whatever and playing it through yeah. like they didn't want those like filler songs yeah where people were like oh yeah let's skip it <laughs> skip <laughs> like, yeah there yeah. was no such thing yeah there was yeah. no such thing you play it right yeah. and you know and like you mentioned Boston I mean I listened to an interview and um, those guys put so much time and energy into every single aspect of that record to make it what it was. Every uh, song was top uh, 100 Billboard, and yeah. well, without you know, just saying that, um, it was it was written over a course of how many years yeah. before it was released. It was like a, a massive project, and yeah. it was meant to be that. It was mm-hmm. meant to be every song was a single. Yeah, and that's I think that's how records. Should, but you know, nowadays, it's you King know. Gizzard. 
Dude, King Gizzard, Lizard Wizard, dope as shit. Okay, so my favorite, dude. That's them. You just got Brandon so, right now. No, seriously. Best what, band of the last dude, 20 years. One of my favorites, dude. Okay, I'm going to tell you my favorite record. I know it's probably almost everybody's favorite record by them, but Nonagon Infinity is like by far. Yeah. My, it's, it's the one I can always put on and always just be like. Mine's Flying Microtonal Banana. So that's the first one I ever bought. And yeah. I, yeah, I got the pack too. Like I got like the t-shirt and yeah. the whole thing. And I was like, I love that record. <laughs> um, and I, I love their, what's, what is it? Is, I always get the name wrong. Is it Infest the Rats? Or yeah, the, Infest the Rats. Infest the Rats. And, okay, yeah. Infest the Rats. And that's what I flew up to Brooklyn to brew with Finback, and we picked the date around a King Gizzard show. <laughs> to <go see> <laughs> like, just to see King Gizzard in Brooklyn. Planned just Dude, right. All their stuff is yeah. so dope. And that record in particular, we talk about bands doing stuff that's out of their, like, you know, realm. That's totally – they're they're kind of a strange band to begin with, but right. to put out a record like that, like, they play, like – I don't even know what what would we call Everything. that experimental. Uh, the new record has like hip hop, acid on it. rock. Like I don't know it's what we really call it, but fundamental. Um, these have a lot of crazy <laughs> tunings, like a lot of crazy tunings, weird guitars, and like mm-hmm. just crazy shit, and they're awesome. But then they go and just drop like a thrash record, yeah, <laughs> and it was awesome. But the, everything they do is, per- I mean, like we, I find a lot more inspiration from beer that through music than I do through other beer. Yeah, do uh, their stuff. Them absolutely. Yeah, we, we did a beer with Resident Culture and named it after a King Gizzard song. We did a beer with o, OMF and named it That's after so a King cool. Gizzard song. Dude, I, lo- I love um, uh, our mutual friend. We got to go there and yeah. check it out. They're isn't so it, cool. Isn't it funny how, like, gosh, how many breweries <laughs> have we talked to and it's like music. It's a, it's a common theme. I feel like beer and music goes together. And speaking of beer... We, uh, we cracked we, we cracked go. a bottle here. That's a good transition. You like that? That was good. <laughs> that was nice and smooth. So we... Uh, <laughs> I can... This is crazy. Want me to talk but, about it? Yeah, I would love for you to All talk right. about, it, but I can I can smell it from here, so yeah. I'm excited. This is uh this is this is my favorite beer that we make. Um, it's it's like a, it's been my baby since ages ago, even before we opened. I used to brew it. It's a farmhouse beer. It's a dry hop saison. It's a table beer, whatever name you want to give it, but it's about three and a half percent alcohol. Oh my god. Um. With our house, it just lets our house culture shine. It sits in one of the fooders in our tasting room, and it's a Solera method saison. So the the new batches coming out are yeah. are different. I love them. I mean, I really really we, we don't have any available right now, but um, they're they're coming along just incredible. But I, it's just it's just a beer that is what it is. is so simple. Yeah. There's outside of the yeast and bacterial culture. That's like. Who knows what's in there at this point? Uh, one, two, th- three ingredients, you know. And if you you smelled it from a mile away, and when you taste it, mm. there's so much going on. It's just a real testament to what you can do with just like letting it be its thing. And um, so it's really like a symbol for our brewery. If you look at the artwork, um, there's a totem pole, and so you know a lot of our stuff sort of. I love it. Mis- a little mystical, a little woodsy uh the the moose i don't really i never i don't think i've ever talked about this in an interview but the moose on top is a representation of my dog that passed away right before we made the label his name was moose and then our owl is sitting right up top um so it's you know it's just sort of represents what the beer represents to me awesome um well i don't know if you can use the word beautiful for beer but oh definitely yeah, no. It's, well, it's like a I said, when he poured it, I could smell it, and I was like waiting. I was like, we got to get into this. <laughs> um, well, because, you know, like, lately, like, Saison's have been, like, 
the jam lately and it's like all the, the breweries that are starting to like bring them back um i feel like there's not enough appreciation from you know people that go to breweries for for yeah. them until yeah. they taste them yeah and they're like where the hell has this been yeah um we you know actually we have a mutual friend jason he loves saisons he would love this beer shout uh, out to jason we'll send you a bottle with jason for jason there oh you go. dude he would love but, it uh, oh, man. this what's, is what's crazy so about this good. beer um so we started pouring it before we opened it like you know at pop-ups that we would do and people would come up and say oh i like lagers what is the closest to lager and i pour them this like oh i have a like either super like dank hazy yeah. beer or i have a really fruited something and i'm like here try this and like people started really liking it yeah so i have a theory that saison is really like one of the most approachable styles there is it's just there's not a whole lot of I you think, hear the word saison and you're like, what the what the hell is that, that sounds right. too fancy for me give me a bud light yeah yeah <laughs> right but Let's get it on, though. So it, <laughs> get it right. on. When We're I'm in Florida. On, we got to do the, the farmer friend. Yeah. You know, it's one of my favorite things to do, and it's pretty obnoxious, but, well, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll get through the rest of these beers. I might. No, but you're yeah. absolutely right. If more people were to, to, to give it a shot, give it a chance, like, and I could see that working, too, like, at, at the pop-up where, like, you know, they're out. It's a farmer's market, and they yeah. want something fresh and not yeah. too heavy, and then they, they taste it, and, like, there's so much flavor profile that you get from Saison's. Um, this one in particular, the dryness of it is what I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, All of our wild beer, and we'll, we'll taste you on some more. We, we dry them out. They're bone dry. Yeah. I mean, they they finish below zero Plato most of the time, and they're just bone dry. And I, it's it's going back to the, like my love for wine. Right. Uh, I wanted to drink like wine. So you'll, you'll try some of the fruited uh mixed culture beer and they're really jammy but they're again they're dry nice so it, that's sort of one of the things that you'll always find with our with our wild beer is that because that's just the way i like it we a little higher carbonation to account for the body that comes along with a really dry beer but the saison's supposed to be super carbonated so right. yeah you know the yeah this beer was actually this bottle that we're drinking i think was brewed like 2018 um and it's been sitting in a bottle now for a couple of years. It's, wow. it's just, they're really, I mean, it's crazy. That's what I love about the style too, is it's a really starting to shine now. Like, uh, it's like this, it's like a, so all it is for the, since you, you guys brew, it's a Pilsner and wheat. And then it's all cascade with a little tiny cascade dry hop. Nice. And that cascade dry hop to me has turned into like a lemon or lime zest character thing that I just like a candied definitely thing like that you know, those candied like uh rinds oh oh yeah. Yeah, I, I get, yeah i get that i don't know it's just i love it they're just starting to like they're starting to come into their own after four four freaking years <laughs> that was beautiful and like you say like the carbonation in the beer it, it really insinuates like that delicate body of like you know with the uh, the pilsner mold thank you that's very good and thank you uh do you use um do you use like uh, malted wheat or are you using like mal- yeah. malted wheat yeah like Bavarian so it's a variation of like well, don't give away too many secrets <laughs> dude no one's ever going to be able to brew this beer the way they no. brew well, this that's, beer. that's that's what's will. cool about I, I know is that everyone's so yeah. unique i believe yeah. every beer is that way though i know it might be an unpopular opinion but you know <laughs> well, what, look what, at, what a lot of people say like look at my Sierra Nevada pale ale right so and i can show you mine i have one too yeah. and so it's yeah. it's kind of funny like uh i believe that no matter what because a lot of people are like oh don't give away the secrets and and I'm no. all, I'm always like I'll tell you exactly what it is, and uh, you know a really cool I, thing that I saw 
there's a, a brewery up in Northern uh, California called Bear Barrel. Yeah. And they actually put on their cans how to brew a five-gallon batch yeah, of all man. their beer. And it's yeah, so dope. sick. Like, Jester King's been doing that for ages. Right. Russian it, River did that with Pliny. If they can do that with Pliny the it's Elder. It's gangster. Like, yeah. I think I mean, it's so cool. Like, like you are that confident. And, and no beer. one will recreate this beer. But the yeah. beauty of it is, is that who, who knows, someone who creates that beer, like does the clone, might tweak it in a certain way that makes style. it so yeah. different and, yeah. and yeah. adventurous and awesome. So yeah. I mean, well, water, like water is so important. Oh, dude. Um, Seriously. So, I mean, well, what's cool about farmhouse beer is like it's really dependent on the person making it too. So yeah. like there's several factors that will that mean nobody that, that let me know that nobody will ever recreate this beer even if they brew it exactly like we brew it one is yeah. water yeah uh, and we we have an RO filter for most of our beer for this beer we just pull straight you know filtered but yeah it's straight you know Miami Dade's finest there you go um, and I came I, I decided to do that instead of tweaking things after talking to Jeff over at Jester King a whole bunch about Cezanne and everything and he's like well we pull we pull water from a well, and that's what we use. And I said, yeah, well, you're pulling from a well. I'm pulling from the city source. His response was, yeah, but that's your terroir. Like, that, is, that, is, that is you, unmistakably you. That is yeah. water that only you will get. Um, and he, so I, I started thinking about it. I was like, well, I'm never going to – here, I'm not in a farm. Yeah. Uh, so I got to do what I got to do to kind of create that terroir, and he was right. And it's lended itself to a, just a unique beer that I don't think people can – just based on that fact alone. I mean, right. then there's the variability in barrels. So, like, we've got barrels sitting back there that we've thrown the same exact beer into, aged in the same amount of time, and one barrel to the next are completely different beers. You can't even tell they're the same beer. So it's – you know, there's just – how do you recreate that? No. Uh, and, that, and, that's, and that's the beauty. Mm-hmm. That's that the is. beauty of, uh, you know – Everybody brewing their own beer. Yeah. That's an IPA, fantastic. maybe. You know, we use RO water. We build it up. If you read my brew logs. Yeah. Very clonable beer. It's clonable yeah. at the end of the day, too. Like, it still a, won't be 100% Fermentation same. profile. And, and, and what harvest are your hops? Equipment. Where do you get them from? Equipment, Freshness too. of the yeast. Right. Uh, are, are, so yeah. many variables. Like, are you using just, like, straight pitch, or are you, you know, starting it, or whatever, mm-hmm. you dry yeast, whatever. It's like, there's yep. so many different variables. Yep. Uh, clean equipment versus non-clean equipment. Right. <laughs> that's a big um, one for me. We, well, that's huge. <laughs> we do. Uh, when I was home brewing, I I would use the same stuff. Yeah. Here, I got a little scared about doing that just because we started to distro a lot. Because when COVID hit, we had to, and yeah. we never intended on distroing a drop of beer. Now we're distroing in tons of states, and even Puerto Rico. We're sending a beer to China now. And maybe one day California. Working on it. Specifically Beaumont, California. Working yeah. on it. We are working on that. I like that little plug like for the that. Craft Lounge. Yeah. The Craft Lounge, California. It's <laughs> Craft Lounge, Beaumont, love, California. Hey, that's subliminal. It's a real message. possibility. Beaumont soon. Avenue, 7th Street. Uh, a real just north of the 10 Freeway. That's Six, right. 690 Beaumont Avenue. <laughs> Uh, it's always funny because I picture Jimmy when he listens to these shows. He's probably these guys are too much. Oh no, dude! He's like, bring it on, dude! Like, yeah. we would love to carry your beer. Yeah. I, I know he would love this beer, uh, and just be, just because you have an ESB, we have on, to on drink that. an this ESB. This literally is like that's Jimmy's favorite. Jimmy's favorite. Yeah, yeah, Papa this Jimmy's is one of mine style, too. Man. A lot of people come in like this is we only put this on draft in the tasting room. We didn't, yeah. And we've sent a few kegs here and there because uh, some of our distributor partners have come in and drank it. And they're like, "Oh, we want this, right?" And so we sent them a few kegs, but it's 
you know, 95% stayed here. It's this beer for non beer geeks. I don't know what the good term is. I don't know if that's beer connoisseurs. Yeah, there you go. Or beer um, enthusiasts. For, for non, like when they look up and they see like something with bitter in the name, it turns them off because mm-hmm. they're thinking, like, why the hell would I want to drink that? But then if, if if you just poured it and didn't say anything yeah. and didn't put up a sign, yep. you'd be like, man, this beer is delicious. There's so much going on here. Yeah. Um, and then at, on the brewing process, just the respect on, on of how how to make it. It's yeah one of one of my favorite styles. And I told Brandon earlier because I was already sipping on. Uh, fun fact: the Beer Dad and Brew podcast we usually sit before we start the show. Never. Um, yeah, but, you, yeah. I was like, "Hey, these guys are early. That's pretty cool." And then yeah. you guys, I saw what you guys order. I was like, "All right, light lager, ESB. These are my kind of guys." <laughs> right. And then they're like, "They were looking for you." <laughs> You're like, like "Oh wait, just, that's the beer oh, dad." Good. Oh, yeah, this is gonna be a good interview. So these are people after my own heart. Here. There you go. Oh, dude. Yeah. No. All day. This is just. Um, and I told Brandon earlier. I, I I don't know if it's because it's harder for us to find in Southern California. So I I, I appreciate it so much when I do find it, especially if it's made very well. Um, uh, shout out to. Uh, uh, to Lance Savagewood, he made an amazing English bitter at uh, Savagewood Brewing, and of course, he just recently sold the business um, and moved out of state. I don't know if he's going to start up another brewery or not, uh, but he's up in Idaho. But he made nice. one of my favorite ESBs, um, and it's, it was it's it's hard to find in Southern California. It really yeah. is. It's it's a it's an art, in my opinion, and I just. I don't know. It's there's one of the styles a, that I love. There's not a whole lot of brewers doing it. I mean, you know, the guys over at Forest and Maine brew this type of stuff all the time. And if you've never had those from them, I would suggest finding somebody. Yeah. Well, what, what was it? Forest and Maine. Okay. Find somebody that can send you some of their beer. Uh, Whereabouts are they? They're in Ambler, Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They're... Uh, Duly noted. They're incredible. Everything oh, yeah. they do is incredible. 46 minutes is or around that time is where we're going to have to uh, do our research. <laughs> that's right so they're they're really i mean they're incredible and actually they're bringing them up is actually a really good segue into the clean versus right not clean equipment because when we announced that we were opening they invited me to come up and brew a beer with them so i was like you know what? i'm gonna turn this into three or four days of just hanging out with these guys yeah and uh i love their stuff and super nice guys it's incredible and they're very artistic and everything they do is just super purposeful and I admire them a lot. So I got to watch them just do their thing. And I started noticing, like, they're using all the same stuff for everything. And when I went up to them, I was like, hey, what is this? I mean, like, you know, I got breweries back in Florida, like, creating separate facilities just for Saison and mixed right. culture beer. And they're like, well, if we buy this equipment that's supposed to kill the yeast and bacteria and it doesn't do it, all these chemicals, like, what's the point of buying them? Right. And I was like, ah, that's a really good point. <laughs> Yeah. Now we we are a little bit more conservative than they are. Yeah. Or they were. Now I I think they're starting to they've they've up production. I think they're I haven't talked about their process if they've changed at all. But that sort of like comment really kind of is set set my mindset uh, put my mindset in a different place going into the commercial brewing setting than it was before, where you just read a whole bunch of stuff about the nightmares of a infection. Right. Yeah. Yeah, those are some of my favorite things to look at on beer blogs. Just like, uh, yeah, infections. The bugs. Yeah, because I, I was just kind of curious. I was like, well, I, I want to see what one looks like. And so I'd see all kinds of different, you know, yeah, you know, uh, bacterial mm. infections. And I was just like, okay, well, uh, that's a reason not to, <laughs> you know, uh, skip out on cleaning. Yeah. And so I clean like a madman. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, look, I mean, you know, 
We are still worried about it. Those are our only four clean barrels. Yeah. And they're stouts. There's a lot of sugar in there. And yeah. our culture is very aggressive and would love to play in those sugars. Yeah. So we keep those barrels away from everything else. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's only so much we can do because we're not in a massive facility. Uh, so, um, you know, we do we do what we can to separate. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't shortchange. It's a pretty decent size. I mean, we've obviously been in some tap rooms that are uh, much, much smaller, uh, especially in San Diego, well, just because of the footprint and how yeah. small everything is. Right. But, and the price uh, is it's a decent size, and, uh, you know, obviously, hopefully we'll – knock on wood that maybe you got to take out the Harley place next door and just expand. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, one day we'd like to expand somewhere. I'm yeah. not sure where that's going to be, uh, but yeah, we got a lot of, for those of you who don't know, we have a lot of really nice Harley. Actually, they worked on Shaq's bike recently. Did they really? That bike, you could sit on the seat and your hands won't reach yeah. the handlebars. Oh, I took a peek in there. Oh, I had insane. to. When we pulled up, I'm like, look at this place. <laughs> and that, I was like, oh, yeah. wow. That bike's yeah. crazy big. Is it, it looks like a space, like a like a space yeah. vehicle. Well, he has what a size twenty three shoe, yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I, I I don't know if he's still doing it, but didn't he uh, become a sheriff out here yeah. for Miami Dade? Yeah, yeah. That, imagine him chasing after. That's you. what I'm saying. If yeah. I get pulled over and he steps out, sir, whatever ticket you want me to yeah. sign, <laughs> give me twenty of them because <laughs> the uh, looks, looks like a little like thing in it, you know, like a like tiny a, little thing in his hand, little plastic <laughs> toy in his hand, yeah. yeah. It's uh, I, yeah, I'm really happy you guys like the ESB. Oh yeah, that's one oh, of my favorites. It's fantastic. Um, and the I, and the saison. Like, these are these are two beers that are like not the most exciting things in the world, but I'm happy you guys like them. Honestly, like it reminds me of I don't know if you like this comparison, but you talked about Jester King, but Le Petit Prince, like it has that. Oh, there's definitely inspiration here. Yeah, totally. And that's one of my all time favorite beers. And so when that I beer's taste this, incredible. Right, I do. It's amazing. I'm and this beer sure is I'm right never, up there with him. I don't think I've had it. Le Petit Prince. Uh, yeah. And another fun little fact. Uh, I have plenty of Jester King, but I... Monkish actually did a clone of that one, mm-hmm. and it was called uh, Le Petit Pug, mm-hmm. and I fucking love that yeah. beer. I bought that's, a whole case That's right of up his shit. alley. Somebody over here is a pug lover. I, uh. just, I just have a pug that I love. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> Not a pug lover. I have a pug I love. Also yeah, known on different. the podcast yeah. as the guy that wore the pug costume for our annual that's Christmas awesome. episode. It's a pug onesie, <laughs> not a costume. Yeah, Get a it right. Come on. There's a monkish sticker on that bottle oh, over there. Speak of the monk. Yeah. I mean, this beer, when I used to I used to brew it, um, again, home brewing. And um, because of Le Petit Prince, I talked to those guys over at Jessica a lot about yeah. table beer. And uh, definitely made some tweaks, you know, to sort of ref- refine what I wanted out of the beer based on how much... I love Petit Prince and how yeah. incredible of a beer that is. We're, so that beer is just mind blowing. But so again, cool. it's simple, right? It's like just like, like it is said, what it is. Just let yeah, let those ingredients shine. Like the Pilsner Malt, like you said, and the weed just kind of complements it finely. Mm-hmm. And then the Cascade Hop is honestly one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. And as you love Cascade Hops, saying that you are a fan of uh, Sierra Nevada, yeah. So we used to when I was homebrewing and we first started creating recipes for the brewery, I. I had this thing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay homage to like the quintessential American hop, and that's Cascade. Yeah. Oh, dude, and I used sure. to throw Cascade into everything. So and, good. And then I was like, well, at some point, it becomes pointless. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, different. our house beer is Cascade. We're going to do a version of a. We're going to do a table beer soon with vitamin C. That's going to be pretty cool with a different dry hop and nice. a different sort of treatment after the yeah. comes out of the barrel. But 
Yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about this one because I want you guys to try it before it gets too hot. Definitely. But, but yes. yeah. You had a, oh, yeah. Just, just a quick, uh, you know, brewer question, I guess. Uh, some other hops that you're interested or you're kind of fascinated with. Mm. What's your favorite hop? Or just like. Yeah. Favorite. In, intriguing hops. It is like the, it's like the boring, duh, answer is Citra. I, yeah. I just, it's just. I love it so much. It's a reason why it's used in that. so many beers. Um, and I really love Strata. We've used a Strata's lot of good. Strata here. Nice. Um, before I opened, I we like I didn't contract anything. I mean, contracted Strata just yeah. to make sure we had it because I love it. It's awesome. Um, so probably between those two. I mean, I also we really like. Um, we use a lot of Idaho Seven here. That's one of my newer favorites. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that. We a lot use of good beers lately. I've had Idaho Seven, but Brandon, tell him what. The beer dad's new favorite hop is. You know what? I, like, let me think about this. Is it a beer that I brewed with, or a uh, hop that I brewed with recently? With me? Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Vic Secret. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. So I'm a, I'm a weirdo. My yeah, so my favorite hops have been like Barber Rouge, uh, yeah. and I'm okay. using right now I'm using um, Sriracha. Sriracha Ace. Yeah. And then uh, Citra is one of my all time favorites, yeah. but. Uh, I also really love Sabro, and I know that's a polarizing hop, but that's one of my. It favorites. is. Uh, I'm a huge coconut IPA guy, but we we do one with like a Sabro. It's a daughter or sister hop. Um, it might oh, be it's on. Uh, HBC. Uh, hold on, is it? It's on. Well, I'll pour you guys some. Right. I know which one you're talking about. I've used it. Five twenty. One of my favorites. HBC five twenty. Oh, I haven't used that one actually. There's another one that is very similar to Sabro. Coconut uh, lime HBC. IPA is. A, there's been a couple breweries that have made one, and that's like for me, like the perfect summer beer. Yeah. Especially if you get it right at that sessionable, like, yeah, five, six Sabro percent. Sabro in a, um, I don't know if this is sacrilege, but in like a table beer would be kind of interesting. But, yeah. It might be. I'm, again, I don't follow guidelines. So, like, <laughs> right. yeah, Sabro didn't exist do back it. then. You shouldn't use it. <laughs> do it. I don't care. No, I know, but it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm just so used to. We're definitely trying to explore more of that tropical character this year. Um, okay. I had this like illusion of grandeur that I would use all local native ingredients in our beers and stuff. It just yeah. it became very difficult, especially when COVID hit. But we're gonna start moving back in that direction and kind of exploring the Miami stuff. So, well, speaking of Miami stuff, he, the what he mentioned with my new favorite hop, I had this idea. So. When we, when we go on these trips, we do these uh, fundraisers to basically pay for our trip because the Beer Dad and Brew podcast uh, so far is pretty much nonprofit. We still, both Brandon and I both have nine to five jobs on the side. So do I. Uh, <laughs> so we, uh, when we go on these trips, we'll do a fundraiser. Uh, we usually do like a custom made glassware and sell it, some t shirts, uh, and then a beer. And so I had an idea. I said, well, we're going to Miami. So I wanted to make a beer that was. A Miami beer, so I came up with the idea of a, a single hopped uh, Vic Secret beer and Sweet. call it Miami Vic. Yeah. So we made it, go. and oh my god, it was so good! It was yeah. like super, like it was just straightforward pineapple notes. Awesome. It was so, so and it was popular. Beer. How how fast did that keg blow? Uh, yeah, the sixth one was like I don't know, maybe like an hour, but that was yeah. with fourteen other or thirteen other beers on. So yeah. it was pretty good. Awesome. Um, so that beer, uh, it's really cool. It. Um, awesome. So it's it's. Um, Mostly it's breeze two row and then a lot of uh flaked oats mm-hmm. and then I used what else I used that one uh some white wheat and then mm-hmm. I just bombed the whirlpool 
Yeah. And then uh, double dry hop. Yeah. The color was amazing. We'll show yeah. you pictures of it. Cool. A little bit. Pretty but. cool. And yeah, Cigar uh, City did a, um, ages ago, did a single hopped Vic Secret beer. And it Cigar was, it awesome was always too. so good. I love the uh, Maduro. I think it was a tasting room only. Oh, Maduro's That's, my, that's yeah. my favorite from them, yeah. I think. Oh. Hands down. We get a keg of that every once in a while. And we're yeah. just like, dude, how do we forget about how good this is? I like, know. It's so awesome. Yeah, it, let's, you know. That's what I love about Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. You forget about how great it is, and you drink it, and you're like, Jesus, that's why okay. I fell in love with this thing. I remember I was in Idlewild, and mm. I was like, I was like, dude, I just need to go get a six pack. I went, <laughs> I went, I went to the, I went to the gas station, yeah. or whatever little gas station, the very small mountain town, uh, and so I went up there, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna get some Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Um, drank it. I was like, damn, this is so bomb. I checked the, I checked the date. It was like six months Three old. Years old. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, how? Because they have like zero DO. <laughs> it still that, tastes this fresh. That, like it's so that's awesome. weird. Like you find like the most random things in gas stations sometimes. Yeah. I was just telling him, I, well, literally last night I flew from a work trip up in Sacramento uh, to LAX to meet him to fly here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was up in Sacramento and a random Chevron, I walked in and I found um, Moxa. Uh, nice. West Coast IPA <laughs> at a Chevron. And I'm like, uh, and then, so I was worried. I was like, okay, this is not going to be cool. Like, I'm going to look at the can date and it's going to turn me off. And it was like a freshie yeah. from like a week prior. And I'm like, what? Yeah. A we have Chevron? a gas station like that here. Really? It's called uh, Mendez Fuel. Dude, oh, is that the one that you were yes, talking about? Yeah. Dude, I looked yeah. it up. I, I'm like, I'm yeah, kind of obsessed. They get yeah. a lot of stuff and they move it. So they have a, they have uh, what fifteen taps? Yeah, I saw that. Or they had fifteen on when I looked. Is at it still an actual gas station, or is it? Yeah, just, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. And they do growler fills and stuff like that. Yes, right? that's cool. Yeah, that's it's incredible. Cool. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool places we we definitely he are used to try get, to check he used out. To be my Cantillon hookup. You get them in, and I'd be like, <laughs> I'll be right there. Yeah, uh, Dude, don't so sell sick. it to anybody else. Yeah, that's awesome. The gas station getting Cantillon. So uh, speaking of IPAs. This is uh, one of our uh, beers that we have poured here. Uh, what beer this is, is this? This is Pursuance. Pursuance. Inspired by a Love Supreme. There you go. Oh, nice. So. Bringing it, we're, we're bringing it back. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, the Pursuance of, it's the Pursuit of Perfection. Okay. Which is, it will never happen, but this was that beer that stemmed, and you're tasting it, and you're like, how the hell did he go from Sierra Nevada Paleo yeah. to this? Because they're completely different. But the it's a loose it's a loose my version of it. I just kept trying to brew it. I'm like, yeah, I'm never gonna hit Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I'm getting closer and closer, but it's just never gonna happen. And then I started thinking, why am I trying to brew somebody else's beer? Make your I own can beer. go get it. Yeah. Why don't I take some of the principles that I love out of the beer and just create my own thing based on those principles? Perfect. So it's uh, st- pretty straightforward. Everything again, uh, Citra. Simcoe. It used to have Cascade. We've stopped using Cascade in it. So now it's just Citra and Simcoe. It's our house beer. Uh, we bumped up the alcohol just a little bit on it when we went commercial. It used to be five and a half. Now it's six and a half. But um, it, it's a pretty good example of what our IPAs are, which is just like very fluffy and pillowy. and yeah. um, like The hops are the front and center, but I feel like uh, we, we do a good job um, getting just enough sort of residual sweetness to kind of give you that that pillowiness i'm really proud of it i mean it's gone through some ups and downs as we've opened just like you know you you learn things when you're starting to brew on a larger scale and you're figuring out your systems and stuff but it's pretty dialed in now yeah and um and you know now we're just 
trying to tweak to constantly make it better and live up to its its hype. Check this guy out. Oh, yeah, he has his own freaking lizard. He has his own Instagram account. Does he really? What is his name? Yeah. Let me let me I'm not going to mess it up. I haven't posted on it in a bit. No. Really. Sorry, we just saw this massive lizard just randomly well we're no, at a place massive i don't know he's doing push-ups now we're he's at a just place really showing off yeah unseen he's, creatures he's, he does the push-ups and yeah. then if you go mess with him he'll like jump at the glass at you get jasmine get a little video of that guy so we have to give you a little bit of visual so we're right here on, a, on an off ramp essentially right what, 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 what road is this uh, 826 826 so that's what we came in on okay. and, yeah. and i had a question um so i saw on your instagram account there's a uh you know a uh, advertisement yeah is, is that Right there, on right the there wall. on that wall. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's badass. So yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's literally cool. like I'm gonna exit here. Oh, unseen yeah, creatures it's on the exit, and, and you can, can you can see into us, for, into our brewery, and see us hanging out from the. I, was, exit. I, I made a joke earlier that we should have get a, a roll up window here and be like in the marathons, <laughs> like on the bike marathons, right. like I have with the Gatorade. Just that's hold it. the beer out, and if yeah. someone rolls by, yeah, need Got a it. drink after work. There you yeah. go. Look at all these people enjoying themselves. Just park, <laughs> pour some farmhouse. <laughs> that's right. All yes, over your body. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and that would just set up a stage too, so people are going to see people like rocking out on the oh, stage. Dude, that's a sick little stage yeah. right there too. Dude. I know. I made the first thing I saw when I walked in here. I was like, "That's that's badass." I yeah. was just picturing like little small little you know festival in here. Got live music and just it's having a good happen. time. It's going to happen. His Instagram account is Unseen Creatures and Lizard Wizard. Lizard Wizard. Oh, shit. Yeah. So <laughs> please awesome. follow Unseen Creatures and Lizard yeah, Wizard. That's him. Yeah. So I created his account just because, like, he was always here. Um, and now, he's sort of like the boss. So everyone, all the other lizards in this thing are scared of him. So we're from California. We do not have alligator looking things. We see like that small, small alligator we have lizards. Bl- we have blue that's bellies an African, and alligators. That's an African lizard. African lizard. People come here and they love collecting exotic animals and they, let them go. and they get too big or aggressive and they let them go and then because our weather and climate is so perfect for everything, yeah. everything reproduces at an alarming yeah. rate and they're taking over the entire city. That's what, uh, so I, I don't know if it's still the case, but um, reticulated pythons have become an invasive species because of the collectors yes. letting them go. Is that still the case where you can like hunt them and get money yes. from fishing game. Yeah, and I heard that a big part of that was that there was a research facility out in the Everglades that had, or research, I don't know, there was a facility out in the Everglades that had a bunch of exotic animals like the yeah. Burmese python, and a hurricane destroyed the building, and out they went. Oh. So they're, taking, they're destroying the Everglades. And the eight gators. Yeah, they're destroying the Everglades. Yeah. That's crazy, because there's like, so many of them, and they're so huge and they, massive. There's no predators, and they reproduce, you know. Oh yeah, they have what, hundreds of a, ba- a batch. What do they call them? Is it clutch? I think they call okay, it I don't know. something like I that. Hate. Is that. That's a pack of lizards. Have you seen one since you've lived in, out here? in the wild? No, no. no. Good. Is no. that what they're called? What a pack of lizards? It's called a clutch. I think it's a clutch. Well, because they have sounds eggs, pretty um, official. It sounds right. Yeah. Uh, like, sometimes I I go down that rabbit hole of like <laughs> reptiles on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Occasionally. And so he so his Instagram. I just I'm went following around, it. I'm for following sure. all a bunch of like uh, like people who breed lizards <laughs> and then i started following the geico gecko yes and i've oh, commented nice. on his stuff you know but i re- <laughs> i really set up the account because i'm like um he's always here everybody always sees him they mess with him yeah. and i'm like you know what the lizard's gonna fight back so then we started just shitting on other people through the lizard account oh, like nice. w- like wendy's like, you ever yeah. seen the wendy's yeah, account exactly. that is so awesome yeah our wendy's account is a lizard oh hell yeah, yeah. dude best wendy's <laughs> is uh when chick-fil-a posted on twitter 
Uh, there's nothing like a spicy chicken sandwich from uh, Chick-fil-A on a Friday. And yeah. then Wendy's went on there and said, or a Wendy's spicy chicken filet on a Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, that's dude. just so funny. Exactly. Dude. Wendy's cold-blooded, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he gives us the flexibility to do that because he's a lizard. and you know, yeah. Right. And it's, it's not me. No, it's no, a lizard. Definitely not. And for those that can't see him, we're going to put pictures uh yeah, you uh, but uh, he's it's the nonagon window like, is, lizard is, is of that, the gizzards. Would you say his head's gold or red? It, it's kind of it's like a really orange. Yeah. Okay, black. So he must like you because he's very calm. Yeah, yeah, he's chilling. Maybe he, Jasmine, he might let you uh, handle him. You might have to. <laughs> I there's take a, him out. There's a bunch of lizards on this thing. No, you yeah. can take him. Oh, just Please. Take, yeah. no, actually, you know what? Leave him because he take take He's the pe- take all the lizards he beats up all day. If long. you find a reticulated or Burmese python out there, go ahead and take that. Yes, yes. He has his own Instagram account. You can't remove him from his <laughs> yeah. fame. He's famous. Yeah, <laughs> everyone has these like cute dogs or cat accounts, and I got a lizard. disgusting lizard. <laughs> it, it makes. I hope he didn't hear. It makes yeah, me. I hope he didn't it hear makes that. me wonder too. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, what is it? Um, Battle of the Breweries, the card game. They have oh, yeah. they, they have the uh, the mascots for breweries. That yeah. that should be you your should mascot. definitely submit him for <laughs> the window lizard of gizzard wizards. Yeah. Absolutely, he's always here, always. Yeah, that's crazy how he just like I, I just saw Brandon's eyes like what the hell is that? Like he owns this little thing. So you see like there must be a lot of lizard pop up and he just like runs them off bugs or something that he eats. Yeah. Miami's a wild place. Yeah. It's becoming Dude, does he, wilder. Does he, but does he chug? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he he makes fun of us also. So it's not just like other breweries. Oh, he he oh, makes yeah. fun of us too. Yeah, he's a. Uh, it was funny when he was. Did you get him doing push-ups, Jasmine? Or did you miss? No, him? Oh, dude, it he was, was so totally sick. showing like off. If, if one of us walk up there, I don't know. He he likes. I think her. he likes her. Yeah. With me, he like he pumps. You know, he, he does, does the push-up push-up thing, yeah. and he's literally jumped across the thing. At me. Oh yeah, there he was go. mid. He was he, that, that's his up right there. Yeah, there it is. It wasn't the push. It was the up. It's incredible. Yeah. What a picture. <laughs> you know, you know, we'll have yeah. to send that so you can put it on the Instagram. You know, what's, right. you know what's crazy though? I'm going to talk a little shit on him though. You know, he's always talking shit on everybody else. I'm going to talk shit on him. Yeah. He did like three push-ups and now he's just he's out. given up. He's done. He's tired. He's so yeah. like it's a little warm today. Yeah. Give him that. yeah. You know, everybody got a little lazy and ate poorly during COVID. Oh, trust me, I, too, I put know? on the COVID 25. I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, everybody I'm pretty did. sure I did. I know I did. Uh, even I did. even <laughs> those that didn't have to, like me, who still worked during the pandemic, and like oh, I still I worked. Yeah, I, I worked. ate for for the pandemic. <laughs> I was given a lot of free food that wasn't the most healthy food. You know what I mean? Same. Yeah. Yeah. Same. When we open this thing, it's like you know I'm here 24 seven, and you're eating food truck food and beer all day long, and it's like. You know, I should have said no to the beer. I was like, how many times have I had this beer? Yeah. You know, but it's cool. it's tastes good. <laughs> it's hard to turn down a good beer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But so, we, de- so that's that beer. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, you appreciate it, though, like as a brewer, to have like something lighter on, you mm-hmm. know, like this or a, or yeah. a rice lager or yeah. something so that you're not like super heavy beers all yeah. day long. I think what happens now in the industry is like you become a type of brewer. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, those guys do really good, like fruited sours. Those guys are the stout people. These guys are the IPA people. Yeah. And um, you know, when we started pouring beer before we opened, we'd pour a lot of farmhouse beer. That's what I loved doing. And then we became the farmhouse brewery. And then I was like, no, no, no. We also brew a lot of IPAs too. Yeah. So then I started 
I stopped taking farmhouse beer and only took IPAs. And I got people complained about the no farmhouse beer. And then I went back to farmhouse beer and people started complaining about no IPAs. I'm like, all right, good. So at least now we got two categories that right. people want to see from us. But up to that end, you know, I'm going to pat our, and, and a lot of these, like the ESB and a lot of like the lager program really comes from our brewer. Less, less than me. I always wanted them, but it's, I sort of let him run with those. That's yeah. the styles he likes to brew a lot. Yeah. Um, so I really can't take much credit for them other than just sort of conceptualizing them with them at times. And um, we've, I feel like we've always done a really good job of these styles. We, you know, we may not puff them up a lot or may not be that guy. Like Suarez right. is the logger guy, yes. right? So, yeah. But like you can always come in here and there will be two or three loggers on since we opened. There's always been a logger. Now there's two or three. There's an ESB. We've had session porters. Like stuff that's a little like... Right. Not your typical things that you're going to see on everybody's Instagram account. Right. Like we, I feel like we've done a really good job of like just putting a quality version of that out for people who come in here all the time. Right. Like uh, beer enthusiasts that are uh, versed in all styles that are like wanting something different and unique to, yeah. to experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what I always yeah. look for too. Like yeah, if I I've never even heard of it honestly. Like a session, like a like what like a second running porter or or is it just like we, a sessionable porter? Just we used like to have a. Runnings? We used to have a food uh, vendor during the day. It was like a coffee shop, but he did a lot of amazing vegan food. And we sat down and thought, what are we going to do with you? Because you're open at 8. And can we sell beer that might pair with the stuff that you're making? Um, so we didn't want to do like something big. So we thought like a 3% porter. Because his food was very like rich. And a lot of it was like breakfast food. So you think, yeah. you think like coffee or sweeter or whatever maple porter i'm pretty sure it had maple in it yeah um it had maple it had a bergamot mm. it had vanilla but it was like three and a half percent alcohol uh so that people can come in at like 10 in the morning and be like ah, screw it i'll drink one Let's do like a, <laughs> do like a, whatever like yeah. a half or yeah um so we did that mm. but it's you know i love that though I like but then i don't know i feel like here like your tap list appeals to all crowds. Yeah, I, I try. believe there's a little bit of everything. Like really, because with the, with the farmhouse sales, you're really I think I think appealing to more of the traditionalists, and the old school uh, cats, and then like you have a lot of like fine like hoppy offerings, and then the American lager that I had honestly is one of the coolest. And I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting here because I drink a whole lot of that style. Yeah, but. Honestly, I, I super got, super righteous dude. Super like clean. I just got tired dry. of people like posting pictures with high life all the time. <laughs> like, you like, we're gonna brew an our, we're gonna brew an American light lager, dude. Yes. Rad. Honestly, that if I ordered another beer, that's probably I'm I, I would like to try other things, but I think I'm going to have another one of those. When I take I like beer so home, much. it's that and this an artifact. Yeah, uh, eternal. We're we're sort of going through this thing now, just to. Um, Talk a little bit about where we're headed, and uh, we're upping our distro game a little bit. We're upping production a little bit, and so part of that's going to be a little tweak to some of the branding around that beer. Um, but we're staying true to what that beer is, which is like, you want an American light lager, support a local brewery. It's not that much more expensive, right? yeah, and it's going to be fresher and it's going to be different. Brewed down the street or in the same state that you live in, less headaches. No headaches. <laughs> no, zero. <laughs> That's what I told him last night. Uh, Brando over here took part of the Spirit Airlines special combo, which consisted of two Bud Lights, a water, and a Cheez-It. 
Honestly, for $23. Wow. <laughs> you know what? So Look at Jasmine. She's like, I was asleep. I oh, didn't know you did that. <laughs> oh, no, you saw that. She was reaching for the cheeses. bucks. Yeah. That's a lot of money. <laughs> two Bud Lights for, of water. For two Bud Lights. Yeah. I didn't spend any money in the terminal or whatever. Uh. But I was like, you know what? We're going out to Miami, man. I'm going to freaking buy some you know, some plain some beer. Some, <laughs> hey, hey, wait, you know what? You know I what, couldn't though? do it. I, I had actually, to order the Sam Adams. I was like, <laughs> I can't do it. Hey, you it's know not what? that bad of a price though for an airplane. Well, no, it wasn't no. terrible. Um, and for Spirit, I guess you know they have a bad rap for you know <laughs> everyone's like oh you you have to pay extra for all this whatever I don't care planes a plane beer is yeah. always going to be expensive on yeah. a plane here's my you're, thing you're about paying for it no matter what Spirit Airlines we had the whole like walked into a cloud of weed smoke in the terminal but whatever get over that <laughs> and and the unedited rap music that was in the uh, cafeteria they're area. playing nice. the real Slim Shady and they like, just let it all oh hang my out God. I was taking a bite of my burrito and it, it was like kids F were this in and, there. F, and I was like. Excuse me. It's not even like an occasional f bomb. That's like murdering. Yes, people. right. Yeah. Jasmine, Jasmine was ordering a uh, what was it like a cold Coffee. brew? Yeah, and yeah, it was just like <laughs> f this and f you too. Yeah, and yeah. Movie, oh my god! Right. And I was just like, dude, people are trying to enjoy their bagels right now, and they're just I know they're just it, getting it, assaulted with a barrage destroying them. Of, it was crazy. Slim. So, so other other than that, and well, and the the like uh, rampage like stampede that it is when they start boarding, <laughs> which I thought is silly because everyone has a boarding group. Oh, nobody cares. And, about and that. you have assigned seating. No, it's no. not like Southwest where it's like okay, boarding group A, and then you go pick your seats. And then but like, <laughs> no, no, it's no. you have your own seat, so like stop. Yeah. But um, but yeah. the actual flight itself was bad, and I have to shout out the head flight attendant. She was amazing she had a very unique name i can't remember yeah. but she shouted out military first responders uh firefighters all that super sweet man. and and she was just super sweet and whatever you needed she would cut you know it i know that you have to pay for everything on spirit and, and that's fine but what was it it was like 180 bucks round trip 140 dollars no 140 140 round, round trip. trip. Yeah. So I'll pay $23 for two Bud Lights yeah. and some Cheez-Its. Yeah. And it was the, <laughs> Support it, it, the game. It was the snack mix, by the way. Not just regular Cheez-Its. The snack. Oh, those high end Cheez-Its. Yeah. It, it had like the rye chips in it. it had, like, is that the, what that is? I've always yeah. loved the brown ones. Th- that's what it is. Rye trip. The rye I chips. I love those. Me too. And you know what? Uh, Gerardetto, what are they called? Gerardettos? Or yeah. Gerardettos? Gerardettos. Gerardettos. What are those? They, it's, oh, shit. The you guys don't have version. those here. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, well, maybe, we do. I mean, maybe we do. I, I, just I don't know. know. They're just like a fancy version of those. Okay. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a snack mix. But anyway, Gardetto's makes a whole bag with just those things you're talking oh, about. Oh, no way. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, ride chips. I love those. Yeah, they're so super good. I didn't do the combo. Well, I kind of I did the – it was a, a beer and a water combo, 13 bucks. But they had Sam Adams' new version of Flyjack that Firestone does. Mm. So it's a hazy IPA but light. It's like 96 calories or 98 mm. calories. It was, it was decent. Cool. It's yeah. good. I didn't it was mind cool. it. I, I wasn't it. mad at it. Was I just like, couldn't do Bud like Light. Is like a session IPA or what? Yeah. Sessionable I, I, uh, under, edition under 100 calories yeah. and just uh, 4.7%. Yeah. Uh, and you just yeah. get that it's like hazy, and yeah. get that hazy flavor cool. and just a little more light bodied. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and not, you know, yeah. Yeah, For an airplane cool. ride, I, I wasn't mad. Can't complain about that. No, I shot. Dude, I was, I was, I was contemplating shotgunning both of my Bud Lights, but I, I, th- I think that's frowned upon, especially when there's like <laughs> half the know. airplane was asleep. It was a red eye flight. Yeah, can you imagine just hearing like, yeah, <laughs> in between the snoring and the crying baby. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spirit Airlines. That's Thank right. Thank you it, for it, getting it, us here safely. Dude, seriously, we made it here. 
We still got to fly back. They should sponsor your next video. The amount of time you said Spirit Airlines today. It, we right? said a lot of Spirit Airlines. <laughs> and and we even we up. took some nice, uh, what do you call them, uh, time lapses with their howdy tail or uh, wing. <laughs> yeah, what do you call that? Is that like a, the the, howdy it's, wing. A, it's a sky fin. Yeah, yeah. the fins. No, it, it, no, I know. It literally it. says howdy on it. It's no, it. They're not <laughs> fins. They're <laughs> wings. Fuck. Sorry. But anyway, enough yeah. of that. Yeah. So you guys only pick three beers to drink. Oh no, we could pick them all. If yeah, you like. we got to we're going to get you more, but um, do it. I have. Are there you going to partake? Oh, with yeah, this show him, show him, show him the howdy, the howdy wing. Oh yeah. I didn't know he did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It is. That's awesome. So now that we've got you blitzed, we're going <laughs> to give you a nice little. Now you're howdy. like, I'm booking a Spirit Airline trip back to California. It actually wasn't bad. <laughs> And then you have the worst experience ever, and you're like, Those "Actually, guys the seat, were full of crap. yeah, we're never going to listen to those <laughs> bastards." No, the, the the seat actually lined my back. The, the firmness and the, the upright. So uh, that was one of the big complaints back, was that their their seats are very uncomfortable. Yeah, and I beg to differ. I, yeah, no, I thought they were okay. Like that, they're, they're not cushy <laughs> like some airlines, but. I don't know, just the design of them. It was like ergonomic yeah. is yeah, yeah. the word I'm looking yeah. for. Ergonomics. Yeah. I love that word. If you like it's a nice, word. if you like proper ergonomics for a long uh, time to sit, which is a five-hour flight. If you put a name good. on this podcast, this specific podcast, can you call it proper ergonomics? Proper ergonomics. Done. Or, or with unseen creatures, it has to be it's a, proper uh, proper artifacts I want, I want, and ergonomics. I want your lizard to be involved too. With the lizard. Yeah. Uh, Jasmine, what was the name of that lizard again? It was a. Oh wait. It had a double A name. Redheaded something, right? Well, it had like a double A name. It was like Abracadabra, or I don't know. It's an African redhead agamas. Agamas sounds right. Yeah, sounds right. So can we call it agamas ergonomics? She she Google imaged. what in the hell is this thing I'm looking at right now? <laughs> and it, it brought up that. It's that not, phone's incredible. Yeah. Oh, it's I know. I, it's a Game Boy I, Advance. I lose it every time I, I see that phone. It. Yeah. It's so dope. How? Jasmine has the most, like, ridiculous phone you've ever seen. It flips. Seriously? And it's still a smartphone. Yeah. She's got something to say. Shout out to Samsung for the Z <laughs> Shout Flip phone. To, yeah. Dude. If you're listening, we, uh, we'd appreciate some... Samsung, uh, some phones. Yeah, yeah but then you, iPhone's going to get mad at you. You should hold this interview hostage until yeah. these guys start sponsoring it. <laughs> That's right. Right? This yes. needs to be released to the world, but we won't do it yeah. unless you sponsor. I'm pretty Spirit sure we're, Airlines. We're going to get zero dollars from Spirit Airlines because yeah. they don't have a whole lot to give. <laughs> However, well, actually, See, they just, just got bought out. Undid your sponsorship. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they just got bought out, though. I think. By That's right. They're South, not that cool. I think Southwest bought them. So, another budget airline bought. They only align my C spine. Spirited right. Lizard Ergonomics. That's the name of the thing. Spirit Lizard Ergonomics. Right, text yes. me that. Spirited Lizard Ergonomics. L- lizard with Ergonomics. Name of the episode. Spirited Lizard Ergonomics. With Unseen Creatures. That has to be it. Done. I think I'm naming a beer Spirited Lizard Ergonomics. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> like collab with the Beard Dad and Brew Podcast. That's right, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's and a picture of that lizard on that's the it. can art. And we can all be... Totem pole. <laughs> we our can faces. put our heads on the totem pole. <laughs> the lizard head too. He's got All right, this the lizard. This made it happen. Maybe we put Jeremiah at the top. Yes. Yeah, loop dude. him in. Yes. Loop him in. We can all be yeah on the totem pole. Be fantastic. So Don't what be is it? Spirited. 
Spirited, spirited <laughs> lizard ergonomics. <laughs> it's really gonna happen. No, it's incredible. No, because a lot of times some of the some of the names of the episodes I, I pull from whatever shenanigans come up on the episode, and then other times it's like whatever the theme is. Right. It just depends, but that's perfect. Done. I like that. I, do you, you're going to see it, it sounds go a lot across, smarter than it is. Yeah, you're going to see it go across the ticker whenever you're playing <laughs> it in the car, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they named so it good. that." So are we it's about? So good. Are we about ready to wrap this up? Are we, we are. Yeah. So, so may I sure. go grab want. something real quick? Yes. Go get. And then go I'm going to share a little little ditty with you guys. By the way, just a shout out to you for helping me with the uh, the beer review today. Oh yeah, no problem. That was awesome. Got to, it was. Uh, uh, Random. We just walked in, and you were going to do it, and I was like, "You like you want to do this?" I'm like, "Let's do it." Uh, great beer, by the way. Double, Thank you. double IPA, as well as a rice lager, which is one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Shojo. Uh, yeah. We're going to do a show with Shojo eventually. Um, yeah. Maybe today. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll be here soon. But you guys uh, are doing a tap takeover with them, correct? Yeah, and it's like the you know the release of the collaboration in cans and all that stuff. Nice, so that's awesome. Uh, cool people. Yeah, I just saw he uh, he was on what's the name of the game show? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Weakest uh, Link. Weakest Link. I yeah. was like, how freaking like he got where did screwed. that come from? He yeah, got so at the end. I was watching. I was watching the videos that they were posting. I was like, oh man, <laughs> but it's just so cool to see somebody that you follow, like that you know, like you yeah. see on social media and. Uh, obviously a, a a great dude and 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 then you see him on a game show yeah you're like what the like, <laughs> so like random but cool at the same time he's a funny guy man uh, yeah i can't i can't wait to meet him in person super uh cool supportive of beer in the brewing industry yep um he lives yeah. it i can't wait he lives it oh gosh ah the bottle see, logic one of, one of our uh barrels over there is actually a stout that we did with Bottle Logic. Nice. Sitting there. Oh, he's got, yeah, he got a bottle opener. And, yeah, Brandon was here, and we, like, talking about what we were going to do, and we, we ended up doing, like, a hyper-fruited smoothie seltzer and a stout. Nice. So the smoothie seltzer is available, and the stout... Um, still brewing. Is still in that barrel. Bubbling. Yeah. Sweet. So, yeah. so they crush. So, so Brandon, yeah, uh, he always... Every episode, Brandon likes to bring out towards the end just something to... Obviously, because you shared beers with us, and... We like to bring a little SoCal flavor well, out here. Well, this is a treat. So um, he brought some Bottle Logic, Anaheim, California, uh, one of uh, the biggest breweries in Orange County. We were actually just talking about that today, all the different Orange County breweries. Uh, they've definitely stepped up their game out there, and Bottle Logic, a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, another shameless plug, Bottle Logic available at the Craft Lounge, Beaumont, California, just <laughs> north of the 10 Freeway. Uh, Jimmy's always carried Bottle Logic and uh, very popular there because... <laughs> Now people in that area don't have to drive two hours to Orange County to get right. it. Right. So, oh, with all this promo going on, I hope our beer ends up there very soon. Yes, I hope so as well. Uh, so one, we thing, are working on a California solution. One thing that I can tell you about the the Craft Lounge, Marco, is for for the area, there's nothing like it, and the clientele that comes into the Craft Lounge are they 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 seek out great beers mm-hmm. and whenever jimmy brings something in new like it doesn't last very long because they know that uh, jimmy brandon or our show when they listen to the show and they you know, we feature a lot of the stuff that he carries um they know that we have a good palate for good beer right and uh so yeah it'd be cool to see your product there and i think it would do yeah, well awesome. in that area i appreciate that compliment this beer is crazy oh it smells so good 
Yeah. It smells amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, when I saw their logo on the bottle, uh, you know, I saw the bottle shape. I'm like, yeah. And then I saw the logo. You're like, I know what that is. And Thankfully, thank oh, again, Spirit Airlines got it here safely. That's awesome. <laughs> it's They just crush. These guys are so good. Yes. This uh, is their bread and butter right here. But I don't like to discount some of the other beers that they make because um, they can – seltzer, smoothie beers is something big that they're doing. Um, one that I really crazy. enjoyed. Right. What's really cool for a, a brewer, I think, for me, because I'm a family guy, to see your beer at Disneyland – Mm-hmm. And their, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better beer, but their take on the Dole Whip, mm-hmm. they made us like a smoothie sour, and it was there. They they just had the um, beer and wine and uh, yeah, yeah. food festival, and I went there, and there it is, bottle That's logic, awesome. tropical hideaway. And, yep, it's, had some tropical cool hideaway, beer. Cool like beer, the perfect man. beer for Disneyland. Like you couldn't ask for a better beer. This is good, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this is really good. Real quick, actually, they're I wanna, down I w- here for the festival to Saturday. I want to bounce oh. back to something real quick on the on the ESB. Uh, what do you hop that beer with? Because I've been thinking about it. I can't remember. I'll tell you. You've been thinking okay. that you want to <laughs> make some. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I just really I'm I intrigued by right now, but I'll go. I'll the go bittering look. profile. I really like it. Yeah, it's like super cool and. Uh, I, I gave up on trying to remember what hops are and what because we do so much stuff. It's hard. I, uh, like, yeah, we're going to do this on this one. And then we go back to it later. And it's like, I forgot. What we it, it's one of those things where, like, you know, when we're making a small batch, right. you start you remember things. And on a commercial level and oh, with the, sure. the amount of volume that they're putting out, like, remember Marcus was, like, the first time we had Marcus on the show from Baba Brewhouse, he was like, we'll, we'll talk about the beer, but don't ask me, like, specifics because – I'm honestly not going to remember because it was so much farther yeah. back in yeah. my production. Yeah. Like, but it's cool though because he was always able to tell us. He's like, but the one that I do know is the uh, the Kolsch that yeah. I dry hop with <laughs> Cascade, yeah. and it's kind of fun because we dry hop ours with uh, with Hallertau Blanc. Nice, nice. I do yeah. mine with Sabro. Yeah, oh, of course you do. Yeah. I know Sabro. <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you for sharing it. No problem. Oh. Anytime. So, uh, Brandon, this is uh, Bottle Logic's anniversary beer, correct? It's the eighth anniversary uh, barrel aged out. It's called Cake Bay, and um, God, I hate you. Yeah, man. It's uh, you know it's cool. I don't know what you guys are really getting on it, but I kind of pull on the nose. I get this kind of like uh, like Black Forest cake, kind of almost like like dark cherry. I was gonna go German, from it German chocolate for my. Sure, I get palette. some German chocolate. Sure. And like but that, you, you that dark, uh, bittering you, uh, baking chocolate. Do yeah. you get on the tail end as it's going down, like a very rich espresso taste? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I like. And I always joke about Bottle Logic. I can never drink the whole bottle by myself. Well, I can. As you should not. I can, but it's a very bad day <laughs> for the beer dad. Um, but what I love about Bottle Logic is I love to, especially at the craft lounge and mess around with people, is I'll be like, all right, cool. All right, so get some, get some, and I want you to drink it right now, nice and cold, and then I want you to let it sit for a while and drink it again. Tell me what yeah. you think. And you always get two different beers, yep. and I love that about yeah. Bottle Logic. Well, yeah. most good barrel aged stouts will do that, but yeah. Bottle Logic in, in specific is always it, it's been that beer yeah. for me. I love to play with it and have we, fun. We don't do a whole lot of stouts. Uh, we have some on. We just happen to have some on now, and so we, we normally take the opposite approach with our stouts that we do with everything else. Everything's like very oh nuance and balances, and with stouts, we're just like we're just gonna 
We're going to brew the biggest, thickest, syrupiest, gnarliest. gnarliest beer. So they're all like 14, 15 Dude. percent and all this stuff. What was that one you were you sipping want, on, Jazz? Do you want to talk on that one? Because <laughs> She's got I, something I to say. Really Jasmine's like got to tell you. You're all appreciate this. Okay. Yeah. So originally I walked up and I was going to try the, the seltzer. And then I was like, oh, an Oreo stout. <laughs> so I tried that and that thing was the bee's knees, man. <laughs> and, um it's it so just good. it was just super warm like this like as soon as like it hit into your chest almost it's like 15 percent. yeah it's a pretty high one i think yeah. what is it it's like 12 right i, I can't it, we we always it's minimum 12 yes minimum i don't remember the base that we used to get that guy out yeah but no it, it's amazing Damn i mean <laughs> at, at first i got like that rich like chocolate into it and then it just was like like Brandon mentioned, it was, um, he mentioned it to me, it was like a fluffy, like the the middle part that's inside mm-hmm. of the Oreos. It just hit really, really yeah. nice. That's what Brandon, Brandon said after I took a sip. He's like, it's like you scraped the the yes, innards of the Oreo off and, yes. and then called it good. Yep, it, it was awesome. very, very good. I'm happy good. to hear that because I, I get, always get so anxious brewing them because like, there's such a cult Yes. Fanaticism around stouts. There is, and uh, like, it's like I always get very anxious. Like that that bottle logic stout that we've got in the barrel. I'm like, that has me more nervous than anything in the world. Our first stout we brewed, we were like a three week old brewery. Ended up brewing a three way collab with Weldworks and Microphone. Oh wow! Oh nice. And um, so we're all hanging out. I mean, we're friends with everybody, but still, it's like you know, you guys are like stout. People. The guys, yeah, yeah. And uh, here we are. You know, this is our first stout we brew. Yeah, uh, you've been nice enough to like be with us on this. Yeah, and I really don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> no, it was it was good. I had a I had a a, a good taste from it, and I was like, I was like, oh wow, that was uh, actually she brought it over, and because she she told me she's gonna go to a seltzer, and I was like, that doesn't look like a seltzer, <laughs> but I know Jasmine like myself, uh, so, she yeah. loves stouts. I, and what the crappy part for me is like I love them so much, but you, you just can't drink them. Like you yeah. can taste them. Yeah. But and especially nowadays, like I want to drink them. But if I do, like especially that bottle we just poured, if I drank that whole bottle, I'd be done for the rest of the day. Man, let me tell yeah. you something. I got so excited that we had a stout. I took a crowler home. Right. Oh. I'm like, I'm gonna share with my friends. But then I got yeah. on. A, I had like a meeting or something. I'm like, you know what? I'm just. I want to drink it. I want to try it. Um pour myself a glass I'm like I'm not gonna drink this thing I drank the 32 ounce crawler to the face because the meeting was like an hour and a half wow oh, shit. and I stood up afterwards I was like yeah I'm just gonna sit back there yeah. got that got that nice hot <laughs> hot feeling in your face you felt like oh, you just yeah. ate yeah. a whole cake by yourself exactly. you like, feel like sweaty yeah. like oh that is I what uh, monthly caloric intake yeah, yeah dude <laughs> Wilford Brimley coined Diabetes. Yeah, check. Yeah, you got a you got check, your check on yeah. deck. You're checking your blood sugar. You know, by the hour. Have uh, insulin hanging in the in the cooler in the walk-in. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yes, that is yes. Especially when you when when you hit one like your that Oreo one is really good. And, Thank you. And I could see somebody being like, "Man, it's so good," and just keep drinking it. But yeah, especially here in like the hot, humid weather. Oh man, that could do some damage. Yeah, you don't come home from a, you know a, a long long day at work and you're like, God damn, I just want me a tall boy of no. <laughs> Oreo stout. Like, and that's when this comes in clutch. The artifact, oh, yeah. the you know the dude. Uh, I would drink American that whole Lager, bottle man. of artifact. Right I do. Too. Like, just it's amazing. If I'm barbecuing, just give me that bottle. Yeah, if right. I'm barbecuing in the middle of the day, like you know, yeah, we're Miami. We're outside all the time. 
you guys in California, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We're outside all the time in the summer. It's hot. It's humid. And I'm sitting over a, a grill. Yeah. Watching my kids in the pool or whatever. I'm drinking this. And, like, you know, you drink two bottles and you feel like, yeah, I had a, I had a couple beers, but it's 3% alcohol. Right. You didn't get kicked in the, yeah. Yeah. You're, like, just enjoying yourself. Right. Which is what I love about the style. I love about the beer. And it's just, like, it's a really good beer for people who, like, live in places like us that are sunny and hot and right. you're outside. Right, and it's there's everything you want in that beer if you appreciate and well, thank and you. love that style. I think so, and it I, makes me very happy to hear that. From no, seriously, <laughs> and I'm not just saying that, dude. Like, I, it's know. funny when brewers come down. Like uh, one of the last festivals that we had in town, and he's actually coming by. He just texted me a little while ago. Dino from Vitamin C, he loves oh, his nice. beer, and um, uh. He he came in and was like buying us by like three or four bottles at a time because it was just like everybody came from all the breweries. Yeah, and this is they were drinking our Eternal Lager and this, and Dude. it was like so it was like we I think we went through like two or three cases of this. Like, I've I've heard the uh, so this is our first uh, time going to Irie Jungle, um, and I've heard the rumors that. Behind the scenes, there's a lot of Miller High Life that's drank. Is this, yeah. is this a true statement? Well, this is why I brewed Eternal. Perfect. It's your, this is it's my your answer. Answer, answer to High Life. Like, stop brewing High Life. Stop, drink, like, stop drinking it. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, drink a local light lager. Supp- like, we always hashtag in all, a lot of our posts, support craft beer. Yeah. Right. Because the, the, the little guy definitely... the the. The art, the passion, everything that goes behind making these beers, even the light lager, like yeah. you said, uh, is so much more than what these yeah. big beverage companies oh, do, where they just hit a button and mass produce this yeah. stuff and ship it out. They have, they don't care about anybody. They don't, you know, it's not family. It's not a small community yeah. brewery. Don't get me wrong. I drink a lot of macro lagers. Yeah, but I don't celebrate them. No, right. I mean, I, I, could, right. I appreciate them and I love drinking them. Yeah. And when I at my fridge normally at home, people come into my house and they're like, hey. You know, you got any beers? I'm like, yeah, go to the fridge, grab one, and they'll, they'll open it, and it'll be like. See, I've gotten to the point for me. Macro lager, and they're like, what is this? Right. My but, my version of that, uh, and I mean, technically, you could say it's mass produced, but the everyday drinking beers that I'll have in the fridge are stuff like 805 and stuff like. I'm still supporting. Oh, you guys breweries. are spoiled, though. You know, yeah. See, I we still are. I still feel like though this is why I do appreciate macro beers because that's where I that's where I came from man that's where, they that's, started. That's where yeah. we started and also i believe it is a uh industrial feat if you will for me it's like if you can brew that much beer on that large of a system you know what i mean and it'd be that consistent always that is something that you should yes applaud yes. I, no matter what as a brewer I, yes. that's, that's where that statement our comes most, from our, i absolutely agree and as a but as a brewery owner as even again even though i drink those beers at home and i like those beers I have a hard time with celebrating yes. those same beers way. publicly when yeah. those brand, same brands are trying to hold my brand. Back. I agree. We uh, I, to this date, I don't think we've ever even featured a big beverage, have we? Uh no, no, I don't think we have. No, but other we, than talking about it. Yeah, or, dude, we talk about the good old times. You know, whatever. sometimes we'll shotgun a PBR just for the mm-hmm. fuck's sake. Dude, you know? Of course, <laughs> I love Coors Banquet. There you go. I love Coors Banquet. I love uh, Rainier. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, Hams. Mm-hmm. Hams is the one that you, you guys know, get. You I spent two ninety nine a six pack at Bevmo. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot of time. I, I lived in Spain for a while. My family's Spanish. It's just I, I I love Spanish culture. And I, when I was living there, I would drink 
Spanish macro lager every day, all day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And uh, so you'll usually see a six pack of like something from Spain. Yeah. And it's, every, again, those aren't the greatest beers, right. but very nice. But they tie me back to a memory and right. a feeling. And nostalgia. That's why I like those beers too. Yeah. But as you said, not to celebrate them because we as brewers, you know, appreciate that yeah. art and the science and the, you know, the love that goes into those beers and, and to support yeah. other breweries that do the same is yep. more important than I yep. think supporting a, a larger brewery. Absolutely. Amen. Amen, amen to that. And amen to uh, Unseen Creature. For sure. Thank Miami, you so much. Miami, California. California. Yeah. See that? Miami, Florida. <laughs> I got them twisted. But it's almost like the same thing. I feel it's like we're in California right now. It's just a flip-flop, you know? You guys are lucky. It's, it's, it's never it's nice this cool day. in April. It's weird. Yeah. It's, really? This is really cool for this time of year. Because we were looking it up, and it was kind of funny because it, it, we, we just saw, like, showers. And we're like, showers. It'll, like, it'll still rain at some point. Today. But it's... A, it's a pleasant rain. I remember like all my trips to uh, Florida uh, back in the day. One of my old businesses yeah. is um, I was at. It's I used so to cool. be in the RV business, be at a trade show, and it would just start pouring down rain, and, and there was no clouds. And I'd be like, "What the heck?" And then you know, somebody from here would just be like, "Don't worry, it's Florida. Just wait a minute; it'll be fine." It's gone. And then it's like it's there and gone. Yeah. Pouring down rain for two minutes, and then it's yeah. gone. I remember being a kid yeah. playing out in the street, and you see the the cl- the the wall of rain coming down the street at you. So everyone just drops the baseball bat. All the gloves go flying. You're like, ah, I got to get home. And you're like running, and this wall of rain is coming behind you. And that's the, it. It just sweeps like through and it's done. It's rain yeah. that come through. That's you were uh, raised out here? Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that definitely definitely hits hard. You're just like, fuck, yeah, that's just the everyday just life for to, us. It's dude. Florida. It's a hurricane just every wait. afternoon. It'll change. Yeah. yeah. For us, it's just like, well, where I live, it's just like, everything's cool and all of a sudden it's just like blowing like crazy winds, winds. and you're just like dying the <laughs> cats are flying everywhere dude dogs are hanging off of trees and you that's know. called the california tornadoes that's right, that's right. Yeah. good old blowmont shout out blowmont <laughs> i mean beaumont um but but we're here we're gonna uh kind of end the show so we can kind of take a toursy and see right. around the place sounds uh, good but unseen creatures uh miami florida uh, you said off the 826? 826 and Bird Road. 826 and Berg. Perfect. Uh, we found it easy. GPS brought us uh, to to it. And um, like I said, you got all kind of cool stuff in the area. And then there's also other breweries in the area. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, come on down to Unseen Creatures and you can park in one spot and just kind of walk around and come and say hi. Swing by, taste some amazing beers, hang come out with some hi. cool people. See the, the lizard, the push-up lizard yeah. on the wall. The there. mascot. He ran away. Yeah. He's yeah. done. And, uh, you know, be sure to tag him when you come here. <laughs> yeah. Tag, yeah, tag him. Hashtag lizard. Of yeah. Let, let him respond by talking shit to you. Absolutely. Just, um. just really level you out if, if you're feeling real confident. Just really just humble That's you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's a jerk. <laughs> He's such a dick. Yeah. He likes yeah. to show off. Yeah. Like three push-ups. So, uh, shout out to the Miami beer scene and Miami beer week, which we happen to somehow yeah. be here for. Um, yes. And then... Uh, you know what's uh, before we go uh, future for unseen creatures? Anything big coming up that you want to tell anybody about? Yeah, festivals sure. or releases, parties, whatever you got going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you to you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank um, you for having us. Seriously, yeah, thank you. it's like, been amazing. This has been a lot of fun. Um, thank you to Jeremiah for introducing us. Absolutely. Um, so Miami Beer Week, like you said, is here. We have a lot of cool events. Next Friday, we got a 
like our Miami Beer Week event, which is a fooder night. Okay. There's some Dude. cool stuff with fooder beer. We'll be pouring some beer straight out of the fooders for people to try. And uh, we brought in some of our friends from around the country, some of their cool barrel-aged uh, mixed culture beers for this event. Um, we we uh, recently brought on some new partners. Okay. And um, those partners are just really smart and they're really good with business things yeah um and i think that you will see a lot out of unseen creatures you'll see a lot more of us now because um we're gonna let people be really good at what they do and i'm gonna get to come back to sort of my roots in the creative and uh brand direction and all that stuff nice less day-to-day which is which has been really freeing for me just sort of mentally and so what that means is you will probably see our start seeing our beer in California. You will see our beer in more states. Nice. You'll see more of our beer. Um, and I'm really, really excited about that. Our partners are really great people. Um, and they bring a lot to the table. And, you know, we always wanted something like that. I mean, we've always had a pretty good ownership team. Yeah. Um, but I think we're ready to take things to the next level. So I think you know, for people listening in different states, I think you will start, if, if you've never had our beer, um, I think in 22, you'll start seeing more of our beer around in your states. And then for the people who are here um, in Miami, I, you're going to see us start having some time to get back into uh, really sort of exploring mixed culture more this year. Um, awesome. COVID sort of required us to do stuff that we could distribute easily. And that yeah. happened to be our IPA program. Yeah. Um, now that people are coming back to the tasting room, um, it's it's allowing allowing us to come back to a little bit of our roots, the farmhouse beer, and I'm really excited about that. Start digging into the local stuff again, very nice local ingredients, and really pushing what terroir and farmhouse beer means to us. Um, I don't know. I think that's pretty much it. I'm just really excited about the future of the brewery. Um, I'm really excited that we survived this last few years. Absolutely. And I think that because of it and because of our new team that we've built and, uh, we're just going to, you're going to see a lot of cool stuff coming out of us. I think I'm really excited about it. I don't know. I, that's perfect. I, I can tell, I'm excited I can tell for how, you. how excited you are. I mean, you can see it, you can hear it in your voice. And, um, I mean, I'm excited just to think that we'll be able to eventually see your beers out where we're at in California, all the way across the country. And, because, like I said, everything that I've had here today so far has been amazing. Um, Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and say that ESB is my favorite and Artifact close second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, well, it's hard because that Oreo stout was really good, too. <laughs> but, no, just some solid, solid beers. The rice lager that you did with Shoujo was good. The double IPA that we had um, earlier uh, in our little review was, was great. So Thank you. you're definitely doing great things. Jeremiah said so much about you um and uh he he basically i I told him i said hey we're going out there for irie jungle and um we want to do some podcasts while we're out there and and um you know filling filling the time we're out there because we've never been out here and uh i said who should we spotlight what breweries should we spotlight um and he threw you under the bus as one of them (laughs) and like and i was like i was okay and he he gave me reasons why like just you know that that traditional solid beers like he's you can love their beers marco's a great person and um but yeah again jeremiah thank you um yes for for hooking us up i get back down to miami hang out with me yeah there you go yeah get out here and party that's right we need to party with uh, i owe him a visit he's here a lot (laughs) 
He's always going somewhere. So, but uh, again, thank you for having us. Thank um, you. It's been amazing. Uh, we'll do a little thank little tour ski. Um, but one thing that that we do is uh, it'd be a surprise to you, but we brought our grandma with us. Right. Uh, we like she's that. been actually in in the blue ball. Uh, that's what we're calling our rental car. <laughs> rental car. Yeah, yeah bring it, grandma in it's, here. It's a blue. Uh, yeah, what is the Ford Fusion? We call it the blue ball. Mark was uh, like, "What the hell are these yeah, guys talking about?" So the grandma, our grandma, is uh, yeah, sitting in the. In the car. So here she comes now. Here she is. They also practice by <laughs> drinking the urine of a ram. The, the what? She's they classy. They drink ram's piss. Because of the pH balance? No, because if you can drink ram's piss, fuck, you can drink almost anything. <laughs> she said fuck. I can't remember how much I have had. I drank a 12 pack with my dad. Thank you for listening to the Beard Adam Brew Podcast, brought to you by the Craft Lounge, Beaumont, California, just north of the 10 Freeway. Go see Jimmy. Tell him the Beard Adam Brew Podcast sent you for all your craft beer needs. Cheers from the Beard Adam Brew Podcast on site in Miami, Florida.